It's Friday, 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 Friday. Woohoo! The crowd goes wild. It's almost the weekend, and I'm still standing. Although when I walk down the stairs, I go, oi, 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 like an old man. <laughs> I'm just sore, but a good kind of sore, not injured. Anyway, grateful to have you here joining us live or later. RobertScottBell.com slash listen, share the show. And we'll be starting today with, well, Dr. Lauren Ameling. She's awesome. We love her and all the family and friends we have at Trinity School of Natural Health and the Trinity Health Freedom Expo. We're going to learn about some updates, things you want to know about coming up. And if the technology gods cooperate, we'll have Dick Morris on, you know, that political pundit. He was advisor to Clinton and now Trump, and he's got a new book out. Uh, what's it called? Mandate? I don't even know what the book is called. We're going to find out in hour two. I haven't got a chance to read it, obviously, but I'm curious to talk to him. If it works out, we'll have him on. If not, plan B, we'll see what happens. And uh, cholesterol, statin drugs, should you be on them for life? They're arguing for it. Can you see through it like I can? I bet you can. We're going to do that too. So stand by, tell your friends, we're getting ready to start this healing party right about now. The Robert Scott Bell Bell Show. Fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes. The dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Lighten up, it's Friday. That's it, we did it. We did it. Thank God it's Friday. All right, party on, my friends. It is Friday. We are getting ready to, well, we are. I am. We're cranking up for health, freedom, and healing liberty, heading into the weekend. And, you know, I make jokes about myself whenever I can. And my sore old, I say this is old lady. I mean, I'm going down the stairs and I'm like, and my, 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 my daughter corrected me. I was doing my Jewish old man impression by saying, oi, 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 oi. But it turns out it's ow, 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 ow. I may be secularized. So I don't know what Super Don has to say about that, but he's, he's laughing at me as is my daughter who went up onto that mountain with me and is sore too. I said, why are you laughing? It's your fault. I did that. <laughs> no mercy, no mercy whatsoever. But I was looking up at the mountain as I was out today with my wife, looking up at where I was. I was like, remind me not to do that again. <laughs> that was as cool as it was. Look, adventures abound on this planet. Whether you take the adventures physically and literally to go to the tops of mountains or near the tops of mountains, or whether the adventure is simply just waking up every day and getting through the day, you know, a shift in attitude in terms of looking at life as an adventure, as opposed to, um, I don't know, what would you say? An obstacle. Everything's an obstacle. It's oh so hard. You feel like you're under the rock. And granted, all of us, I've felt that way at times in my life. You know, you wonder how you're going to make it through. But there are things that happen in life, and I've, I've witnessed to this in my own life. There are gifts that are trying to be given unto you at any moment of your life that often we miss, that I have missed in my lifetime, because I simply, you when they say, did, did I have the eyes to see? Did I have the ears to hear? Did I have the heart to understand? Was I prepared and open to receive the gifts that life has to offer? And in the midst of a lot of Clearly troubling news if you follow the legacy media or mainstream media. And even if you follow it in the way that Super Don does for us to look at these articles that are covering stories that they want you to be molded into good little citizens, just obey, just get your shot, whatever they say. 
it can be daunting. It can be upsetting and it can be, oh man, feels like another obstacle. At the same time, when you get together with friends of like mind, and I don't mean identical in every thought, but just an appreciation of basic principles for which this show stands, right? Principles of liberty, real liberty, freedom. And, and that is the freedom to disagree with me, you, all of that, and to enjoy and engage in debate and discussion. And that's part of life too. Yesterday we had on Dan McDonough from Berkeley, California, conservative libertarian, Ron Paul kind of guy. We learned about him in the midst of all the, the leftist liberal, uh, and I would say at Looney Tune level of, of dealing with what's, what you think of as Berkeley. Yet before the era of COVID and COVID jabs, he was tolerated, you know, as he went and spoke out on things he believed in. It wasn't a complete shunning. It wasn't a complete canceling. But at the time of the COVID cultists emerging and the vaccine or jab cultists emerging, then suddenly it became de rigueur. How do you say that? It became the MO, the modus operandi of the liberals to cancel you, to argue that if you're not canceled, that you would kill people simply by your existence or those on the political front arguing that if you have a different political view, whether you like uh, Trump or not is 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 secondary or tertiary. But the fact is, you have a view that is different than theirs. Now it becomes a cancelable offense as a human being. You're canceled. How is that a good, kind hearted, loving, liberal thing to do? And I saw before we were going to air today and super Don, you can comment on this too. Uh, D Snyder apparently made this tweet a long time ago, but he was like livid that like conservatives or Republicans were using his, we're not going to take it music like to accompany some kind of uh, you know, whether it's a political speech or an event, things like that. And they're saying, Hey, I wrote this because I hate you. He was saying, and I thought, okay, I get it. Cause I remember back in the day, super D you and me, we might've been similar in that looking at certain aspects of the conservative side of, of, of our political body politic and going, why are they trying to cancel people? Why are they trying to censor people? And that was how I grew up looking at that. Why I had more of a left leaning view because I believed in freedom. And yet now it's disingenuous or it's a cognitive dissonance of D Snyder and people who claim to be part of that liberal left to not acknowledge that their very political ideals have been abandoned in a cancel culture. In other words, we are not for free speech anymore. They are not for free speech anymore. And they don't see it. It's like, it's right there. It's right yeah. there. You have become the enemy. <laughs> Your own bad that takes, self. That takes a very... Um very open mind and an ability to be completely honest mm -hmm. and 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 look at things in a very balanced and impartial way uh which i'm just going to guess that's not where d snyder's at and that's okay so no self-effacing right we can't look at ourselves I mean, it, you know you got to follow the, the dogma of your cult yeah without without looking sincerely in the mirror and saying you know where am i hypocritical in that regard isn't i mean that that annoys me I can I can tolerate a lot, Super D. You know me, and I know you can too. But you and I, I think we both don't like hypocrisy. I guess not that, a fan. I not a, yeah, not definitely yeah. not a fan. Yeah. Um, you know, but when it comes to D. Snyder, I just you know he's one of those guys where I I, I love D. Snyder. I just do. He ha he has a show that plays. I think it's on like Fridays called House of Hair. He's <laughs> like the the host of it, and and all that kind of stuff like that. I just don't want to know his politics. I don't care, right. you know. But in this case, it was on Twitter, so now we have to talk about it. But uh, yeah, 
You're right. Hypocrisy sucks. Yeah. That, Injustice and, sucks. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that, that drives Those me. Those two things are probably the, the whole reason why I even, like, started listening to this guy named Robert Scott Bill back in 2005. <laughs> yeah, I was calling <laughs> was like, out hypocrisy back then a little bit, right? And injustice, too, yeah, man. Yeah. That's a big part of it, right? But, yeah, and, and I recognize, you know, as, as much as we are justice and anti-hypocrisy guys, oh, man, I got to make peace with the fact that I don't have the control over the justice mm-hmm. system, you know? And that's yep. a hard thing because sometimes you're like, dude, why? When does that person pay for those crimes? And right. everybody, I think, has a sense of feeling that, witnessing that, looking at that. And then you have to sit back. I have to anyway and go, all right, there's a world beyond this world where that those scales are, are balanced because they don't always appear to be balanced right in the scheme of our very lives before our very eyes. Now, sometimes it happens. And, and I've said this, Super D, over the years, when I was growing up, wanting to learn things. I had a genuine, sincere desire to learn things, even though I didn't like so much what I was learning in high school and grade school and even college, because it ended up being a lot, a lot of it was wrong, but I wanted to know why things happen. I wanted mm-hmm. to understand causal relations of cause and effect, very important part of my upbringing. In fact, even, you know, as I was opening myself up spiritually to learn, you know, more about, Hey God, how does this place really work? And, and learning about whether you're in an Eastern mindset and you call it karma or as Jesus says, as ye sow, so shall ye reap. That kind of concept is like, I want to understand how that worked in terms of physics, if you want to go. Action equal opposite reaction. And I started learning about my impact on the world in a very personal way. Like what I did began to rebound back on me faster and faster. It was an interesting journey for me, Super D. And it was part of mm. what shaped me to recognize that what we do does matter and in fact we do not escape that justice although the illusion that we do is a great deception of some might call it the devil some might call it the adversary there are a lot of different names for it but i look at that entity if you want to say as a a teacher a do, somebody doing his, his job you know and it's kind of a weird thing for some people to hear it that way but i said all right how did I learn what I learned today was because I screwed up and I suffered because of what I screwed up doing or and I, how old were you when this was happening? These were my teenage years, dude. These were, See, my you were one years. of those yeah. good guys. I wouldn't have hung out with you. No, I, look, I still screwed up. And dude, did stuff. I didn't start. I didn't start that process. till I was like in my late thirties or something like that. You know, I, I, yeah. I was, I was too busy falling on my face and <laughs> not, not figuring paying attention it out, to you it. know? So, well, it was just you were an early know. bloomer, not a late bloomer. I was hardwired to try that's and good. figure it out. No, that, that, I, that's I really good. Was. You saved yourself a lot of headache, man, by doing well, that. Well, but the headaches I had were driving me to find out why did I have the headaches, right? Sure. So, yeah. so that that was like a big part of my journey to be here. And I think on some level we may be all learning the same thing yet at our own pace. You know, and it's kind of like you ask the question of why was little Scotty Bell as a baby having gastrointestinal disorders that led to other things that led to all of my ailments as a young person, still functional, but having ailments that were unusual for, for my age in our generation that have become more commonplace with each successive generation talking about being a canary in the coal mine. And, and yet I look back now, it's clear to me. The reason was I must have said, Hey God, sign me up, give me all of those ailments, make sure I have them because I'm going to be driven to find a way to overcome them so I can help not only myself, but others to do the same or better. And I I look at that in terms of mission and the passion that I have for what I have to try and 
make sense of this life for those that are like, I don't understand this life. You know, we, I've been there and maybe there are times like when I was on top of that mountain trying to go down, I'm like, well, why am I here? Why did I go, I'm up here? <laughs> yeah. I would ask myself the same thing, but yeah, I mean, all of these moments exist and you know, we, we go through, I'm you know, look at my wife in the 12 years of suffering with trigeminal neuralgia, trying to figure it out. She's trying to figure it out. And you know, we haven't tried everything. We've tried everything, but not that. And we're trying something else and we're seeing some possible uh, benefits that are significant. And, you know, I don't want to report on it fully until we've gone through those, those treatments, because if, if indeed they do what I think they may be doing, I will shout from the highest rooftops about what finally worked to get beyond, not just management with natural things of pain reduction, anxiety reduction, etc. cetera. Uh, so, you know, this, this journey, my wife ha- clearly had signed up for something even more brutal than I signed up for because of the suffering she's been through. And we may not know fully what it's all about until we're through it. Prayers, of course, that it doesn't take to the end of this lifespan to get there. And we haven't given up. God bless her. She hasn't given up. And we meet good people along the way that are willing to extend themselves to help when they don't have to. You know, and th- this is where you go. All the stories that you cover, Super, not all of them, you look at it, you're like, man, people suck. How many times have we said that? You've said that. People suck. At they the do. same time, people are awesome. Yeah. Amazing things that, you know, these souls will do for you and you can do for them. That's true. You got to yeah. look hard for that stuff, though, because yeah. it's like for whatever reason. It seems to be hidden, isn't it? It yeah. is. It's yeah. it's you got to you got to seek it out. Most yeah. of the the news is all about the bad stuff, right? It's all well all in the, the people suck category. The first article is really appropriate, don't you think? <laughs> Uh, not the Brownstone yes. Institute, because they're doing good things, yes. but they're covering this story about DC's dangerous and divisive vaccine mandate. And I saw this story, and I think there's a, a secondary thing in the in the uh, Washington Post about, no, it's in the Washington Times, and other stories are picking it up, because this uh, woman who's the mayor of DC, Muriel Br- Bowser, if you look at her picture, and, and go to that next story just to show everybody that picture, is it just me, or does this woman look just supremely angry? Like just, I could, I could eat your children and spit yes. them out and just keep going and not notice. A She's thing. not happy in that picture. Yes. No, but I mean, this is a uh, testifying before the house oversight reform committee. She is pissed. It's like, how dare you bring me in and ask me questions? Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of attitude you see. I think pretty much anybody can see that. I'm not mocking that up because I like or don't like her. That's not my point. But when you see an image, an image, and granted, it's only a moment in time, but I've seen other pictures of this mayor, and she just does not look happy. In the meantime, she's putting policies in place that are arguably racist. What is this policy? Despite Denmark banning these shots for kids under 18. Denmark, the whole country of Denmark. This woman, this mayor of D.C. is saying, man, we need to block kids from coming to school this, this fall season unless they are fully jabbed with all the COVID shots that they can get and boosters Period. too. Yeah. I mean, like, wh- what the hell is wrong with her? You haven't done enough damage to these children? And, you, and you're telling me the only way you're going to let kids back into school is if they get COVID jabs? This is despite the fact that the CDC apparently has kind of backed down on its claims that you must treat the non-vax or non-jabbed as dirty vermin. And now you can go, well, yep, there's natural immunity. It's not any different. You don't need to mask any of that. It's like, do they not see it? She's right there in D.C. And I realize the CDC is in Atlanta, but they have offices in the district as well. 
How do you not and see that? You know, that? the problem with this in D.C. is that you've got a huge number of the uh, children, mm-hmm. the African-American children, have not been vaccinated. I, That's I what I'm saying, the, the racial like 40, component 50%, here. 50%, something like that? Yeah. So what happens, uh, I think, if I re- remember correctly, I was reading an article yesterday on this, and it was saying that, that uh, after like 20 days, mm-hmm. the kids either had to be vaccinated or they couldn't be at the school. Yeah. And so what do you do? Yeah. This what guy, Pierre, Pierre Corey, which have we interviewed Pierre Corey yet? No, I we've talked about him. But he's, he's a doctor. He's helped more than 700 patients recover from COVID. He's also treated numerous adults and children who have been vaccine or jab injured. And he's, he's speaking common sense. And, of course, we don't know the true scope of the harm that is still manifesting, unfolding before our eyes. And, and you got this mayor in D.C. You've got legislators in, in New York, the governor of New York, Hochul. You've got California. You've got Newsom, Gavin Newsom. And it's like these people are so either out of touch with reality that they're completely, I, I don't know, they have an IQ lower than a rock or they're they're villains at this point what else can you say because as much as i perceive and believe yes there are various viewpoints on anything right and we engage in that discussion we have our viewpoints you may have your viewpoints on the issue of covid jabs even the people that were the most ardent supporters within government you know power structure places have admitted yeah there's problems with the jab didn't work like we thought didn't prevent it doesn't stop it from transmitting now they're still loath to acknowledge the great number of injuries that have occurred and i think anybody with a, a lick of, of much less common sense but just a, a a compassionate cell in their body has to be open to say hey yeah there's a there's some strange stuff going on with young people dropping dead young healthy athletes dropping dead but yet as we talked to dan mcdonald uh yesterday out of berkeley he's like showing up you know hey sending the cdc updates out to his former friends who are of the liberal persuasion that that basically wrote him off those that are still barely maintaining contact going hey what about this and it's like don't you dare bring that up what is it about the cult of modern medicine that captured i get it a lot of people i grew up in it too but now when it becomes so obvious that what they're doing is not the third leading cause of death, but the second and or the first, put them all together in the era of COVID. Isn't it clear that the interventions that they mandated, the prevention tech techniques that they are mandating or mandated softer or real or imagined have been the greatest contributors to death and injury, not COVID itself. I know the argument is that, Oh, all of this is long COVID. It would be laughable if it wasn't such a tragedy that they would make that claim. But these are the same people who, 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 who derided parents of children before the COVID era who got injured after a well-baby visit, and, and they would claim, how dare they claim that the vaccines may have had something to do with it. And they were derided. They were not met with compassion at all. You know, and there, there are articles about, you know, our government, if you want to call it our government, they do not want to acknowledge that you've been injured, nor compensate you for the injury that they deceived you into receiving or getting so the good news on this front is that in that second article where we showed that picture of this mayor is that a judge now has struck down another of dc's covid19 jab mandates for police the union said the rule was unfair and turning recruitment so she gets slapped down in the courts the police cannot be forced to get jabbed or be fired and yet she's done nothing to say oh well maybe 
Maybe I ought to think about the kids I'm forcing to get jazzed. Maybe I shouldn't force them either. No, it's a power thing. Yeah. It's a power trip. Mm-hmm. She knows what's best because she's the mayor. What do you say? What do you make of people that are so mad with power, hungry for power, that they want to do this and they just, just like well, every pore is like, I mean, that becomes like the supervillain Dr. Evil, but not funny version. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I suppose some of them could rise to Dr. Evil level. Um, I think uh, this is just my off the top of my head speculation but I, I think a number of people get into that position as we've seen some of these mayors and we've talked about them yeah you know look at gavin newsom or or cuomo for example these people have huge egos and they have a need to be in, in power and be able to tell people what to do and be the ones that are the all-knowing people that are going to make these decisions for everybody else it's something that's just part of their you know that's their psyche and um at the same time when they get into a situation like this with this mayor, mm-hmm. she's made this decision. This is the way it's going to be. Now, for somebody to come back on that and tell them, nope, you're wrong. It not, doesn't go over well. It creates that that perma-B face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you said the word yesterday. I'm just not going to do it. But uh, Yeah, if yeah. anybody missed our bonus round yesterday, I said it in bonus round, I think. You did. You just said it in bonus, yeah. And I was but, a lesson I was teaching my daughter inadvertently, and I and I learned it too. And, and, and I dropped the B word. It was pretty funny. Yeah. And, and the Super Don was just shocked. And, I thought that was funny. And there I were some parents in the house, so to speak, watching, and they, they, they cheered it on. I have to say, I, <laughs> it was because of the lesson that was so profound and powerful, especially to girls growing into women. And, and Those they, words are appropriate in the right context. Yeah. Yes. And, and so it wasn't used as a uh, denigrate any one no, particular person at all. And, and it was just funny, and it, it, made, uh, it made an impression on my daughter. So she like, Dad! But you never forget those things, and it just kind of comes through that way. So you have to listen to the show in the podcast form or later, whatever, in the bonus round. We keep going after the two hours are done. So, By the way, our AMA is tomorrow. That's good news. For our it patron is. supporters of the Robert Scott Bell Show, and we had at least one new one this week that wants to be part of the Zoom uh, uh, patron AMA. which is Meredith, I think it was. So, yeah. Welcome, Meredith, and thank you. And it was uh, funny because it was like it was like, Literally within minutes after me saying, hey, please, you know, you guys, you know, you can join Patreon. You can support the Robert Scott Bell Show. And it was just like, bink. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, that was cool. How many, gosh, you think about this. How many places can you tune in and cover the news like we do and yet come away uplifted? Isn't that weird? And people tell us that all the time. It's like, and even the laughter that we find a way to imbue the show with that is fairly organic because we only script about 99.9% of the show. There's a 0.1% chance we come up with something off the cuff, out of the blue. Just like, where does it come from? I don't know. You guys laugh. Oh, you see? He's got the script right here. I'm holding the C. I'm holding the script right here. (laughs) Exactly. Everything we're going to say. So, again, grateful for all y'all. And if you feel so inclined, you don't have to, obviously. We just love that you share the show. That helps so much. Uh, not only sign up, text, you know, text us uh, RSB, text RSB to 22828 to be part of the newsletter family, but also consider, you know, as little as five bucks a month, basically, to be part of uh, the so- direct support for the show and all that we do to get the word out, be able to do the things we're doing. I'm grateful. You know, it would be really cool. What's that? Because I, I, I would like to know whether yesterday was a fluke or not. How so? Because we said, hey, you, know, you can join Patreon. 
you know, when you join Patreon, you get access to all the previous AMAs that we've done. You get mm -hmm. access to webinars and stuff, seminar things that we, you know, that, that are no longer available to the public. You get downloadable chapters of the book, uh, and you get to be a part of the AMA coming up tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, so all you got to do is go to robertscottbell.com. You just click on the Patreon banner for as little as four ninety nine a month. I mean, that's like less than than a fancy coffee, right? Mm -hmm. um, more than just a cup of regular coffee, as we learned, because Robert thought that, that two bucks was too expensive, but obviously Robert doesn't buy coffee. so No, I, case, I tell you, when I'm traveling and I go to Starbucks, I ask for the venti hot water. I and, know. I remember you did a, that at, at Autism One. I remember that. They had yeah, a Starbucks and, inside the, uh, the hotel, the convention right. center thing that we were at there. But look, yeah. it was, was it a fluke? Yesterday when I said that, somebody joined. So I, you know, who knows? Maybe somebody, yeah. somebody will go, yeah, I want to support the Robert Scott Bell Show. And they'll sign up for Patreon today yeah. before the show's over. Thank and then we'll talk about them and right. praise them on the air. Mm -hmm. I right? appreciate it. And we have a great time together. And we do giveaways we too do. on the AMAs, by the way. Yeah. So we got copper and silver and I'm giving away... Uh, the daily chill super much because the last thing I need is chill. Yeah, okay? you don't need to chill. I'm keeping, I'm keeping the energy one. This one's that's for me, okay? Right. Chill, that's all for you. I, can't, I don't have time. Nobody's, I ain't got time to bleed. I ain't got time I got to chill. time for chill. What are you yeah. talking about, chill? Yeah, and by the way, many people who have been part of the AMAs because they're patron supporters have gotten more in free gifts thanks to those that support us, others, sponsors and things, than they've paid in. And I'm not Last complaining. Last month, I'm he gave away a $300, bottle of, a $300 bottle of the uh The IGF-1, 300,000 power, yeah. 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 So, by the way, that's keeping me a strong baseline musculature, uh, enhancing muscle tone and reducing. For those that want to reduce fat, this is a great product, Neutronics IGF-1+. Plus. You go to keystolife.shop, discount code BELL. Also, for those of you who don't want to poison your food or your kids or your pets and you're spraying stuff for bugs, why not consider something God made? That is delimiting a distillate from the orange peel, the citrus peel. That's amazing stuff. Orange Guard has it, and you can utilize it. Super Don uses it. I use it. Many of you are now sending pictures in with your Orange Guard. You can get it from orangeguard.com, and you can also go to the local Ace Hardware and buy it there. That, and that is so cool. Support a, a local business. I know that Ace is a big national chain but it's 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 owned by local people typically so mm -hmm. support local and that's a great way to do that the big boxers don't big box retailers often don't carry things like this but orangeguard.com check it out thank you to them also shout out to nutritional frontiers every year nutritional frontiers also supports the health freedom expo they're big mm -hmm. time they have a big one or two booths at the health freedom expo to bring out their amazing products nutritionalfrontiers.com cbdnf.com and we utilize their uh, certified organic U.S. grown hemp products. Wonderful, wonderful products. I use the transdermal on the hike. You know, we did eight miles up and eight miles back. You can bet um, I was hurting for certain. And I was helping, you know, one one uh, senior uh, friend of my daughter. Which I senior. There are seniors in high school. Uh, just gave her some of the transdermal. <laughs> you mean it wasn't an old man? It wasn't was... an old man like me. Okay. And uh, I had a, gave her some of the transdermal to put on her ankles. She was sore and she made it. So... Great stuff, great stuff, and I appreciate Jamie Dorley and the crew uh, as well. So thank you for that. And we got upcoming events, and one of those upcoming events involves our next guest, returning guest. She's wonderful. She's a bright light. She helps so many people going through Trinity School of Natural Health. She's one of the instructors. She does a lot with the curricula. She is super smart, her and her husband, Jason. Let's welcome back to the Robert Scott Bell Show, Lauren Ameling. Dr. Ameling, how are you, Lauren? 
I'm doing well. How are you today? It's good to see you and your smiling face. Absolutely. You as well. So you got the, the Trinity live coming up in September. Yeah. I don't, I don't talk as much about that. Cause I, but when I went to that, yeah. it was uh, the Trinity. What was it? It was called something different. Legacy summit. The Legacy summit. And I'm like, I can't yeah. keep all these name changes in my head, <laughs> but it's now Trinity live yeah. and people can still plan to be there in Indianapolis. Correct. Absolutely. Yes. So when we first launched that live event, it really was targeted for our legacy students, what we referred to our students as pre-2018 when we changed the curriculum. Mm -hmm. So we called it the Legacy Summit, said, come on, guys, everybody back together. Let's talk about this new curriculum. And over the years, we've said it's not really describing what this event is anymore. It really is Trinity Live. It's who, you, who you've come to expect, who you want to see at these events, what we're going to teach except instead of being online, we're at a live event now. So Trinity Live just was a much more applicable name. Oh, man. And it was awesome when I when I went as a legacy. It was just you make family members, yeah. lifelong friends that become family. Like, I mean, yeah. it's just amazing. The camaraderie, people yeah. teaching, even outside of the official curriculum, people sharing what they're learning, what they've learned, and also how they're applying it in life, you know, because uh, uh, one of the journeys of, in my relationship with Trinity over the years is like, I want people to know that they can not just learn awesome stuff for themselves or their family, but they could take this out, hang a shingle and actually work and get paid to do it. And we've been featuring a lot of graduates over the last months, which is so much fun for me to see how successful people are, whether they're on their own, whether they're working with medical people or doctors or, uh, you know, uh, chiropractors, nurses, et cetera, naturopaths. There's a great growth of the need for what is being taught at Trinity. And I've talked with doctors and nurses allopathically trained that are going through Trinity programs too to enhance their ability to help people because they realize the limitations of their training. So Absolutely. for me, that's a big part of the journey over time. And I'm so excited that we get to do that. And every once in a while, we get you on to say, hey, what's going on with the curricula? What new things are happening yeah. too? Absolutely. Even at the live event, we always have a graduate spotlight there somebody that's been successful putting into practice, talks about how they've been able to market, find their market share, uh, get everybody interested in natural health in their community, what's worked for them. And it just is such an energizer, even for the you know students in the classroom. So it's fun to really be able to share those good news examples. Yeah. Um, as far as the curriculum, we've got new programs coming all the time. Uh, this year, we just launched the new Certified Biblical Coaching Program. That is wonderful for anybody who wanted to learn how to really guide their clients from where they are to where they want to be and using biblical practices as the roadmap. So that's one that just went live this year. Um, can, and I've can, got you, a few can you repeat still. the name, Lauren, of that yeah. particular coaching program? Because I think I might have lost that one of the syllables. Oh, yeah. There. Certified Biblical Coach. Right. Yes. Uh, We've so talked it's about just that. down a little bit in alphabetical order. It's right there. Yep. Yeah, there it is. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, that one was created by Jim Evans. He is a biblical counselor, been in practice for many, many years, uh, quite skilled at it, wonderful speaker, biblically sound man, um, and just a great, you know, mentor along the way. Uh, Julie Klein just took that program, even said how wonderful it was. Uh, Bill Klein's in there now getting his share too. So they're enjoying it. The students have had phenomenal feedback. Uh, and really just excited about that launch this year. Uh, that's great. And yeah, you know, we have had Jim on the on the program yeah. we talked to. And I guess I had the wide variety of things. I mean, if you think, well, 
I'm not into this, this kind of help. It was like, well, I would like to learn to be a biblical coach and do yeah. things like, well, it's there. Trinity's got it. Yep. And, uh, you know, I want to do, I'm trying in the, in my busy schedule, I'm honestly, I'm trying, I really want to partner somehow more with Des bio as a homeopath yep. myself. And that's long overdue. I don't know how to coordinate, arrange it, but I'm just going to put it out to you as well that yeah. I'd love to be able to do more with them yeah. and uh, make that a big official part of taking that next step of clinical mm -hmm. homeopathy, which I did, you know, that uh, preliminary, if you will, introduction, you know, the baseline yeah. starting point, which has been pretty good. I think people have really dug it. It's given them a leg up on trying to access homeopathy in a yeah. different way uh, beyond just acute ailments, which is great too. Believe me, I'll use Arnica on the trip like I did, hike it up eight miles to the top of right. a mountain. Uh, mm -hmm. But there's more to it in terms of clinical application with chronic debilitating degenerative diseases that are not widely available to most people. And I think Desbio does a great job making some of those formulas available. Absolutely. Your LOD, Lecture on Demand, has been phenomenal. I love working with the Desbio guys as well. Uh, they're what we refer to as an educational alliance, somebody who has external education that we partner with to bring to the masses, post it through our online classroom. It allows great interaction between the classmates as well as the instructors, hands-on activities, really elevates the learning experience. But uh, DesBio actually has a new program in development too. They're working on certified detox specialist. Nice. You know, with the, the world the way it is, everybody's got some level of toxicity. Yeah. Well, and, and homeopathy for me, you know, it's yeah. how I got my start in my healing journey right. and then expanded into everything. I'm not an isolationist. I don't think it's only about one thing. I think it's about integrating everything you find that you need. And I've seen how to uh, successfully integrate many different things. And, you know, Trinity has done so with the curricula. I mean, you, yeah. you, you can decide to go all in on certified natural health profession, any number of things, or you can go, Hey, I want this. I want this. And you can even start like people that are doing the health coach programs decide this is awesome. I want to roll it in to CNHP. That kind of thing can happen. And by the way, shout out to our buddy Murdoch, who uh, we had an amazing thing happen last month. Uh, where one of our super fans, he's just a great guy, and he, he's part of our AMAs when he can join, join in as a patron supporter of the show, was really looking to do something more with all the health stuff he's learned from this show and wanting to apply it. And just said, I really like to do the Trinity Health Coach program, but he's like, I'm tapped out. You know, I'm trying to work this. And, and, and like this audience, the family here, mm -hmm. helped him out and got him to be able to do the He's in the midst of it, and I'm looking for his second update. He started talking about giving a little bit of video updates of his journey through that. And you guys were so funny. You you told him when he wanted to apply, this is serious. Don't think this is just a little yeah. thing you get to do. You got to you know take it seriously. And he wasn't dissuaded. He, he's <laughs> going for it. Well, that's the big thing I always talk to prospective students about with our health coach program. There's there's a lot of schools that have health coaching programs, and they're all great in their own way. Um, but we teach naturopathic techniques in with coaching. So it's not just talking to your clients and aligning with your client and learning how to motivate and support. You're going to be able to recognize issues and do some of those naturopathic techniques like iridology and utilize Bach flowers and pH balancing. There's a lot of technique thrown into the coaching realm. So uh, homeopathy is introduced in there as well. You know, we haven't talked much about that in the past, but I love homeopathy. Um, our primary care physician, the boys pediatrician is a German trained homeopath. So absolutely love the technique. All right. Well, let's see. I want to talk about some other programs that we haven't visited in a while. Uh, if there's any new or updates, or even if they're programs yeah. we have mentioned a while back, when's the startup? I know we're into the 
the August yeah. things has already started. Now we're looking towards September. This is back to school time. I think there may be yeah. even a back to school special available right now. We do. Today is the last day for our back to school special. So enroll today for CNHP, Certified Natural Health Professional, or CHHP, Certified Holistic Health Practitioner, uh, to start on our next term, which is September 5th. And you can save 5%. So every little bit helps. All right. So this is expiring today. Today. Today is the last day of the back to school special. I'm sorry. Let me get my myself here in there. I hit the button twice. But yeah, August the 26th, 2022. Mm-hmm. I know that we have a lot of live listeners and some people are going to be bummed because they're going to hear this tomorrow or the next day and they missed right. out. I, you mm-hmm. just got to pay attention to these things and yes. hopefully get on the list from Trinity so you'll know. And I try to mention it whenever we get the email alerts uh, between me and Super D. But uh, take advantage of those opportunities when they come around. And there's also things that you've done this past year, which are unique, like this 30 days, 30 miles thing that was yeah. helping to raise money for scholarship funds. Because every once in a while, you guys give scholarship to people that have submitted, hey, I need help yeah. here. And there's mm-hmm. an actual, you know, I guess a committee that goes through that. And uh, that's kind of cool, too. Absolutely. So those are actually announced quarterly. They're very, you know, regimented. Um, $1,000 winner to $500 winners announced quarterly. There's an application on the website, but we love finding ways to fund the scholarship. Uh, Jason and I donate back our lectures on demand to the scholarship fund. Uh, A lot of the sales from the Trinity Live recordings go back to the scholarship fund. Uh, And then this virtual run funded it as well. We put a little over $3,000 into it just from the Mm -hmm. virtual run this year, which was phenomenal. I I just want to acknowledge you and Jason doing that too, (laughs) because you do have serious lectures on demand. I mean, serious physiology, anatomy stuff, right? Hardcore. Mm -hmm. And, and it's great, but you know, you're taking that money and going, I'm not going to pocket it for, you're actually donating it back for more students to be able to have a scholarship opportunity. Absolutely. You know, he and I both really identify as anatomy and physiology teachers. That's where Mm -hmm. we got our start in education. We were teaching A&P for nursing students. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's our passion. And it's one of those things that we know that if you can recognize normal anatomy, what the body's supposed to do, you can recognize abnormal. Mm -hmm. And if you know what the body needs to function normally, you have a really good path of determining what your client's going to need to get back to optimal physiology. Mm-hmm. And that's the goal for healing always. Wow. Yeah. Really cool. Now other courses starting up, I know some of them start up every month. Some of them yeah. are not every month when they start mm-hmm. up. So what are we looking forward to in September? If people want to take advantage of the, I want to start yeah. back to school now. September is just CNHP, CHHP, which is a great starting point. You know, CNHP is for anybody who wants to learn about natural health. It's a good starting point for somebody that just wants to improve their own home life, family and friends, Mm -hmm. somebody that wants to put it into practice. We do have the option to test directly into the higher level program, too, and go right into the Certified Holistic Health Practitioner program. And that's good for people that already have some healthcare experience, even our mainstreamers that we talk about coming over to our side so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, nursing students can often test into there. If they've got a background in A&P, they know some nutrition, they often do pretty well on that test. Yeah, that is the nice thing that you can acknowledge people's real world working experience to, to test out of some of the things that you might mm-hmm. not need to redo. And Absolutely. that'll get you get you jump started in through the program. But folks, if anybody thinks this is a slacker program because it's online, 
it's anything but the people who go through it and i've talked to many i know many of them they're like dude this is intense yeah. don't let that dissuade you because if you really want to learn this is not about a, a a mill where you just come out and you, you we're really caring and concerning and all of the folks including you lauren yeah. really are concerned for people to be able to have the knowledge to put into practice to help people genuinely yeah. this isn't Absolutely. anything less than that that's what i've noticed the caring and concern the yeah. teaching you in fact the things you shouldn't be doing in terms of how you go about you know interacting with the public as even a business person when you take this information and apply it and want to work it mm -hmm. uh, all of those things are part of this so you're not left hanging high and dry going oh i got this now what do i do it's very Absolutely. much you're thinking it all the way through in this if you haven't heard those aspects of Trinity, that's why, again, I'm all in on Trinity School of Natural Health. Mm -hmm. I have never been a fluffy teacher. I've always yeah. been, this is what you need to know. Here's why it's important. Here's why it's going to help you. And that's what this curriculum is. It's the meat and potatoes, so to say, of mm -hmm. natural health. Yeah, so, excellent. Yeah, now, we, but, we also have one of the most exciting events every year. Uh, other than the one year we couldn't or so have it, but we had it virtual then, but the health freedom expo, there's a, you would talk about a legacy. That word is appropriate here. Uh, Julie Whitman Klein, her father, Wendell uh, Whitman, just amazing what they have established over now generations to continue this tradition of the health freedom expo. Uh, the next one's coming up October 15th and 16th. It's a Saturday, Sunday in uh, Tinley park, which is far enough outside of Chicago. I feel good about going there. We went there last year and had a great time. Nobody forced us to do anything we didn't want to do as far as the masking stuff. Because when you say Chicago, people go, I don't want to go there. I get it. I get it. But it's it's in a great place outside there. And we've had just already a, a two or three, I'm not sure how many now, at that, at that event location. I think it's a terrific place to have it. And uh, we've got a, a roundup of uh, speakers, some who have never been and spoken at the Health Freedom Expo, in, including Dr. Brad Nelson. Mm -hmm. whose emotion coach stuff is just you want to talk legendary that guy's amazing and there may be some other folks i'm not even aware of that we've aligned to come back or or are here for the first time this year mm -hmm. yeah i'm really excited about dr nelson of course being the emotion code he's something that uh just such a neat technique very intriguing uh love the philosophy can't wait to meet him great you know dynamic speaker i love seeing his videos online too so Looking forward to that one, but I do. I love Tinley Park. The convention center is beautiful. The speaker location with the exhibit hall is great. There's lots of room for, to spread out and have demonstrations too. So it's a good facility. Do we have any, uh, let's say, discounts with the back to school on that too? We do. So you can either um, call again just today. This one expires today and get a single ticket for $30. And that's the whole weekend for $30. Um, you, of course, can add on the virtual expo and not have to worry about missing any speakers. You can add on that private symposium. But $30 gets you access to the registered speakers for the whole weekend. Yeah, and remember, folks, that the, when she's talking about the virtual version, it comes out February following. So you're going to have to wait a few months. But a lot of people, even if they attend, they want to have access to that because you can't go to every one of them. But if you think that you can sit at home and watch this happen live, that's not how it works. You got to be there. And so please find a way to be there. It, like I said, it's an amazing event. And just just to hang out with Jonathan Emort, those of you, you know, and love Jonathan, you're like, I want to get some of his hoodies and hats and other things. I mean, it's fun because the exhibitors there have great, great things, health related things and clothing, too. So there's a lot of cool stuff that we can get there. 
Absolutely. And there still is a back to school special for exhibitors too. So if you've got a natural health business that you want to come promote, uh, you have to call for this one. So you make sure you call the expo line uh, and you'll get an extra $50 off your exhibitor booth just yeah. again through today. I'm looking at some of the, the speakers. My friends, Chris and Lourdes Lavoy are confirmed. Yeah. They're uh -huh. so awesome. Yep. I've heard uh, about their journey. Oh, that's right? great. Amazing. Amazing. I'm looking at uh, Diane Miller, who we just had on the show from National Health Freedom Action, National Health Freedom Coalition. We've got our uh, big. Uh, well, I know Trinity also supports this, the National Health Freedom Congress that's coming mm -hmm. up also in September. And I hope everybody's planning for that. Of course, I mentioned yeah. Brad Nelson, Dr. Brian Hooker, our good buddy. Uh, let's see who else am I seeing here? Uh, Jonathan Emore, Joni Abbott. Hooray, Jody. <laughs> uh, Morley Robbins going to be there. Ty and Charlene Bollinger. Yeah. My gosh. T. Colin Campbell. Scott Shara is going to share his incredible journey uh, and he's been profound in what he's had to uncover because of the tragedy of the loss of his daughter. Mm -hmm. But I'm grateful that he's got a voice that's going to be shared with the Health Freedom Expo uh, family, so to speak. And, and that's just a few of the people that are planning to be there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, his story is very moving. Yeah. So what, what else? Hey, where's Jason today? Why is he not uh, hanging he, out He's probably wrangling kids or uh, we're doing a little construction. I know we had to go tell him to cut the saw off for a little while, but <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's doing everything he does on the daily. He's being super dad and super husband, right? Yes, Handyman absolutely. And yep. So, so he also uh, is uh, one of the instructors. He does yeah. a lot of uh, things that, to help out there at Trinity yep. as well. Uh, mm -hmm. So if we get, we got two May, the big program starting up in September. That means right. October is going to be a big startup for a lot of the programs, maybe all yes. the others. Yeah. So all of our other programs, besides those two core that are offered every four weeks, all of them are in either eight week or 16 week rotations based on their length. So this is one of those magical terms where everything aligns and almost every one of our programs is offered on October 3rd. So no matter what program you've been waiting for, check out October 3rd and you're likely to be able to get into it then. Yeah. Do we have any, uh, uh, let's say new vendors this year, anybody that we should know about? I'm, I'm putting you on the spot. It's okay. If you don't know any new vendors. Yeah. Oh, Julie, Julie runs those lists. I know that we mm. do have new vendors, but as mm. far as who's repeating and who's not, she'd be yeah. able to more specifically tell you, but, uh, I look at them every time I get those emails myself and go, Oh, beauty products and this product. And I know relax sauna who we own as well. Yeah. will be there. So I check them out as, as the emails hit me too. Well, excellent. Yeah. I, I love supporting those that support this, uh, this health freedom message and that support the Trinity health freedom expo by being there, by supporting, if you've got a product or service that the yeah. freedom people would love to have access to that would love to learn about, yeah. uh, it's a wonderful time to get together at that event. Again, it's a reunion for many of us, but for those of you who haven't come find a way there and you should just go, man, I can't believe I wasn't here before. This is awesome. Really Absolutely. Cool. The, yeah. Being there live, like you said, it's it's irreplaceable. Seeing the community, seeing, you know, these mentors and experts and, you know, just rock stars from the natural health world is so invaluable. And then the virtual options, just kind of a backup plan for if you miss anything or if you want to hear it again. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just great to have both of those features. Well, and usually we do at least one and some people submit other things for that virtual event, but I know that we've done some live via, I think it was zoom or something panel discussions yeah. that have been really fun because, you mm -hmm. know, from October to February, a lot of stuff happens and we can hit the health freedom front and keep it very up to date with some of the key speakers that we uh, are rejoined to do some live with that as well. 
Absolutely. We always have speakers that just can't travel for the live event and they want to participate in the virtual. I believe we've got Joseph Mercola for that. Again, I know we did it that way last year for him as well. Um, but others that just can't travel for October and want to participate at the virtual, we always have that option. And then we do always strive to have a new discussion, something live so that we can get those attendees interactive and get their questions answered. Yeah, wonderful. Well, yeah. any other announcements that we need to make for uh, before we wrap it up this hour? No, that's about it. I I just always like to talk about back to school time and mm -hmm. uh, tell you guys to come on in and check out the online realm. I joke with people and say the best thing about an online school or one of the best things is, of course, you set your own schedule. So no early morning wake-ups. We're dealing with some early morning wake-ups in this house right now. My boys are uh, in high school and middle school. Oh boy. And they have crept our start time up every year uh, post-pandemic. And once we finally got to, to return to school, the uh, labor shortage and bus driver shortage was affecting us pretty significantly. So they have now crept us up to a 6.55 start. What? First wait, wait. bell <laughs> Yeah. No, hey, that's just cruel and unusual. Cruel and unusual. Especially if you're a teenager. I remember those days. Yeah. No, no. I mm -mm. look, I, I you know, I, it's, it's not that I didn't get up early, but I complained about it too. Of um, course. Yeah. There, first bell at 6:50 in your seat at 6:55. They're they, tired. You know what? There are like a lot of even scientific studies that say you probably should start school a little later, but they're not yeah. paying attention to those. No. One of them that I just found was straight from the American Pediatrics Society, and it says high schools, elementary schools, middle schools should not start before 830 in the morning. Mm -hmm. And that they remind you teenagers need at least eight to 10 hours of sleep yeah. uh, for optimal growth and functioning. You're really doing some detrimental things by depriving those children. Okay. Our friend Christine is watching and in the live chat room is asking you, are vendors vetted? To be at the expo. In other words, can anybody just, here's some money. Can I be at the expo? Julie does um, screen them and make sure that they're a good fit. Um, you know, there's really not anything that I could say of yes or no, you'll get in or not. But I know that she mm -hmm. does talk to them as far as making sure that there's not an opposing competitor, making mm -hmm. sure that they fit, making sure that they understand who we are, what our mission is, um, that there is an application process. Yeah. They're not just taking the money for everybody yes. that wants to be there. <laughs> Yeah. There are certain things that this would not fit with the Health Freedom yeah. Expo. So Absolutely. that's another thing. Great question, Christine. Yeah. Now, if you're thinking of applying, I might have to give you a letter of recommendation, Christine, in case they find out about. Well, never mind. Just kidding, Christine. No, there's nothing in your path <laughs> or mine right? or any of ours or else we'd right. never get to go anywhere. But uh, uh, again, looking yeah. forward to it. And again, for the most part, really, everybody's there. They're so supportive of the message fundamentally, that primary starting point. That's what I've loved. Over the years, I've been to so many events and trade shows and yes, they can be all amazing because you get together with people, but not all of them has a, has a fundamental starting point that gets you up in the morning, even at six in the morning yeah. as health freedom. That's our starting point. Mm -hmm. And that everything comes from that. And that, that you have to align with. We're not coming in for mandates and prohibitions. We're coming in for how do we support people's freedom to choose the health that health and health care that that's right for them and expand that even into the body politic, the economics. It's not like it's a partisan event. It's not, no. but talking about principles as they apply to all of these things. That's how I've gotten. Well, that's mm -hmm. how I've looked at life by saying the principles that got me. Well, maybe I could apply them in other areas 
and including not just physiological health, as you talk about emotional issues, mm -hmm. you know, mental issues. We've done things on mental yeah. health. Uh, and uh, gosh, you know, there's so much that is being discussed on right. even spiritual discussion because remember we recognize it and trinity does body mind spirit we're not devoid of the spirit that gives us life mm -hmm. that's actually one of our uh topics at trinity live this year uh sally banks who is a nurse that has come over to be a natural health practitioner she's doing two lectures for us at trinity live one is called blending natural and allopathic care mm -hmm. and then the other is specifically spiritual roots of disease so it's super, so excited about that one. I uh, can't wait. Can't wait that, to see that one delivered. You know, it's just kind of like what I was talking with Super Don in the opening monologue. Very scripted, of course. I knew it. No, I didn't know anything about what I was going to open up with, honestly. But it was the identification of causal relationships to what manifests in the body. And yeah. for me, it's what drove me into my spiritual life, quite honestly. Because of my lack of health and I like the doctors didn't seem to know why I was sick and they just kept giving me drugs and I'm like, this is not, this is not going to work. And so that drove me. And that's why, you know, again, I appreciate so much the Trinity curriculum because it doesn't, it isn't devoid of that. It's always trying to, here are the things you do. Here's what can manifest because you do this, you eat this, you don't do this. And that's the difference in terms of, you know, even if we talk about allopathic medical school, they may be really good at for, for instance, uh, diagnosing disease. But if their focus is only on the disease itself and not what causes it, all they're going to do is manage something and never get to the root of it. And that's why doctors and nurses are flocking to Trinity to go, I want to know the cause. <laughs> Absolutely. So being a Chinese medicine practitioner, acupuncturist, we truly believe that it's the emotional imbalance that causes the organ imbalance. It's the altered emotion first. One of the you know proverbial statements that I've always heard in my own education was it's more important to understand what type of person has a disease than what disease uh, that person has. So it's all about who has the disease, not what do they have. Mm -hmm. So you know the same disease can manifest in different people just based on their own personality. You're right, and even as we talk about disease, because we are pushing free speech for all that it's yeah. worth. We're not training people to treat disease mm -hmm. nor diagnose it. It's not necessary. When you understand cause and effect, you go back and say, hey, look what's manifesting here. Just as me, a homeopath. I'm like, let's see that. What does it indicate? Well, it indicates this, this and this. Hey, let's address that. And it is almost nothing to do with the diagnosis in terms of the disease name. It's just right. a description as opposed to saying, hey, you know what? We have seen a pattern emerge that when you do this, this and this, mm -hmm. this can happen or this. And then when you stop doing that, guess what? Those things go away. I didn't have to mm -hmm. treat it at all. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the whole healing with from within. You no know, mm -hmm. power that made the body heals the body. Right. And, uh, you know, as I like to say uh, after each hour of the show, you know, remind people because it was a reminder and still is a reminder to myself about the power to heal where it comes from. And yeah. my honest to goodness, sincere belief about any doctor of any kind or stripe or whatever non-doctor alike, our goal and role should be, and I'm shooting all over everybody right now, should be to, to link people to the source of all healing. And that is their divinity. Mm -hmm. That's why that spiritual aspect of healing, and this is not denominational. We're not telling you what to believe, just acknowledging that we are created of a divine, as a divine being from a creator. Mm -hmm. And if you tap into that, you'll be guided to the right healing methods for you. And you'll also be guided to help others that are coming to see you because you've got some basic foundational mm -hmm. and you know 
information like through Trinity to go out and really help people and have a profound impact on their lives for the better. Absolutely. Absolutely. You nailed it. Yeah. Well, I try to nail it, try to be a hammer. Everything's a nail. Wait, no, that's not right. Not everything's a nail. But anyway, that's just me and Lauren. Love you. Appreciate you. Hi to Jason and the kids. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you. I wish I could be with you at the Trinity Live event in September in Indianapolis. But I will for sure see everybody at the Health Freedom Expo. Absolutely. uh, I'll be thinking about you guys thinking, I want to be there with you guys in September. But Yeah, absolutely. Sounds good. Can't wait to see you again. All right. And love to Julie and the rest of the family at Trinity. That's Lauren Ameling, uh, one of the key uh, people there in curricula and and teaching and education. And it's just so much fun to see the good that they're bringing to us all. Now, uh, as far as what we're planning to do in the second hour, we'll see. We've got a plan B as well, but it's a a different kind of guest. Uh, Dick Morris uh, scheduled. He's got a new book out and it gets into, yes, the body politic even though I don't try to be partisan, although we acknowledge principles, whether they're present or absence in any party, that's, you know, it's like me with healing. It isn't about one form or one type or one profession. It's like, Hey, if you get well using name it, I'm happy. I want you to be well. And if you use one remedy or a hundred remedies, do I care? Why should I care? As long as you get well, I would like to know that you're invested in understanding the causal link because that way you could prevent it from happening again. Maybe that's me being a stickler about, the principles of healing, but that's again, the, the focal point at Trinity. And, and it's not just chasing symptoms, although symptoms can guide us to appropriate things we are lacking or things that we have in too much abundance of that we don't need. And how do we address that? And all of those pragmatic and practical things are taught in par- as part of the Trinity curricula. So super D as we're wrapping up our one here, uh, just talk to me, go ahead and open up the mic. I know we can go a little extra before we take that top of the hour break. What do you think is going to happen in hour two? Are we going to have a Dick Morris on or not? Are we going to go plan B? I, I don't know. I, I attempted because, you know, every, before we have a guest on, mm-hmm. uh, we always want to test before the show to make sure that everything's working okay and everything's good and stuff. And um, didn't have the ability to do that yeah. this morning. So sometimes we're just kind of just rolling the dice on the situation. So if he shows up and if everything's working, yeah. then we do an interview. If he shows okay. up, and it's not working. We reschedule. Okay. If he doesn't show up, then we we, just we carry do on. We're going to do, yeah, do a little Kansas song. Carry on. It's that. currently uh, one minute and forty nine seconds past when he was supposed to connect. So we'll just wait and see. All right. Well, hey, great hour with Lauren. Uh, appreciate the discussion when we opened up today on again that impromptu script that we write all the time while we're speaking it. <laughs> That's it. It's called improv, right? Improv. Improv. Yeah, you know about improv? I guess so. Yeah. Ever, or impromptu. Did you ever do improv in high school or anything? I never did improv in high school, no. no. We didn't have it. It wasn't an option that I recall. No, I don't think so. I think it's great that my daughter's school has it. She's like all in. She's actually practically teaching the class in the absence of the teacher the first couple of weeks uh, doing the improv. I love that she does that. So anyway, we're going to improv our way out here. Actually, no, I'm going to use something I scripted a long time ago. As we take a pause at the top of the hour, we'll see what happens in hour two heading into the weekend. Remember mm-hmm. the AMA tomorrow. You can be part of our patron supporters and join us on the Zoom AMA on Saturday. Will and somebody join before we'll the end of the before show? Before the end of the show. And we'll shout out and say thank you. You going to make my day or what? Come on. Yeah. In the meantime, the power to heal is yours.
All right, I think we're on. Uh, I just had a, a blip out in my ear about, of the audio of that opening bed. Did that work? All right, are we okay, Super D? Let's just get rid of that. There okay. we go. There we are. The, we, I, you know what? Today was an ex- a learning experience, a teachable moment, because I found yeah. out that if I try and switch gears in the middle of things, mm-hmm. uh, that's what happens. Oh, okay. There are some limitations, apparently, to this uh, this interface. Free stream software. I, huh? I started playing the wrong thing, so I tried to throw the other one in there, and it kind of... Uh-huh. Yeah, were, were you distracted today? Because that's not like you. It's it mucked like up the. I'm trying to figure out what's going on with uh, Dick Morris. I just got uh, an, I, I just got an email from him. Yeah, and he said tried, and there, there was no answer on Zoom. We're not on Zoom. We're not Who's on that? Zoom. He wants me to call him. All right. Uh, well, why don't you call? I'm going to send him the correct this. link. While I do that, why yeah. don't you talk about one of the most boring uh, sports in history? You don't. Is it golf? Second most boring. Tennis? Yeah. I didn't say that. That's Super Don's opinion. I like tennis. Go ahead. Hey, okay. Go call Dick Morris and see if we can get him on. Okay. In the meantime, yeah. Let's talk about the first story uh, as a plan B. And this is about Novak Djokovic. Uh, this guy, I mean, hero is a word thrown around too easily in the era of superhero movies. But the idea of standing up against the entire world's establishment. And this is something I've seen a lot about. Like, I've seen some of these congratulatory memes. Congratulations. If you are still not jabbed after all the propaganda, all of that, then you have, you know, passed the test in a sense. You cannot be manipulated and controlled and deceived and frightened and cajoled into doing something that you believe in your heart is wrong. It's not right for you. And if your kids have not on and on it goes. And, and so, Djokovic is like that. So if you're in that realm, you are a hero too. technically showing the world, showing the people of planet Earth that there are some people that cannot be bullied into doing things that they do not believe is correct for themselves. And as much as I believe the covid jabs are amoral, not only immoral and disgustingly unscientific, not scientifically sound as an intervention, as a prevention, I would not stand in your way if you feel like this is the only way you can get through covid. I would maybe try to, you know, even argue gently and lovingly with you about why, or perhaps addressing why do you feel that way? But oftentimes those people operating from fear are not interested in engagement and in a little actual uh, debate of any kind. And we still see those people clinging to their cult-like devotion to the dogma in the church of pharmaceutical mysticism it used to be called vaccines. Now synthetic MRNA jabs to alter DNA protein synthesis to, you know, just tell God, you know what? I don't like the DNA you gave me or for my parents that you set the system up. I want medical man, Americanus medicalis bubicanus to do better than you. I mean, I think it's an affront to God. I'm just saying, this is, this is my perception of, uh, you know, if we talk about a religious belief or a spiritual belief about this, I think it's an abomination as I do with genetic engineering in the ways that they have altered genes to create products that could withstand more toxic poisons made not by God, but by man, for instance, roundup ready crops, anybody. These are the kind of things that, yeah, I greatly, I'm not, not into those things. So Djokovic stood up against the world, all the pressure, uh, went to Australia for the Australian open. They let him in on an exemption. Then they kicked him out because the outrage was, so, I mean, you talk about fomenting madness in crowds. You saw what happened in Australia, but now the U S open, why is the United States government, even with all of its idiocy and lunacy, still insisting that people visiting from foreign lands that are not technically U.S. citizens 
have to be jabbed with a jab that clearly, admittedly, acknowledged by all of the higher-ups in the government as well right now, does not prevent the manifestation of what they call COVID, nor does it prevent the transmission. So if in if that is your you know litmus level, it's like, all right, if you're jabbed, you can come in, even though it doesn't prevent you from getting it or from spreading it. So wouldn't that be an argument to say, well, then nobody should come in. And nobody should leave their house because we don't have a tool to stop it. As others have said, virus going to virus. I'm not getting into the controversy of virus or not, but this is a, it's just silly. It's embarrassing. And I, the only other tennis player I've seen, and there are probably others, but that's making the news is John McEnroe. McEnroe's upset. He's like, what is this? This is ridiculous. He said, uh, at this point in the pandemic, we're two and a half years in. I think people in all parts of the world know more about it. And the idea that he can't travel here to play to me is a joke. And you're right. Without getting into the science of it, McEnroe, you're right. It's stupid. But it was always stupid. It was always a ploy to get people to transfer their wealth, whatever they have, whatever money they have, to a pharmaceutical industrial complex that has no allegiance to any nation or state. They could give a rip about Australia, New Zealand, Canada, U.S., Germany, you name it as independent nations, as long as they have unfettered access to your people via your government to mandate their products without any liability. When, not if, when their products injure and kill you or a loved one. And yet, U.S. government's going, nope, Djokovic, you can't come in. Anybody wants to come to America, you better be jabbed. Why? Pray tell, why? Paying off the pharmaceutical owners of this country or of the, well, yeah, I'd say the legislators too, the president too, yeah, and of course the regulatory bodies. Just sad, embarrassing. You can't see the, I believe, the best tennis player in the world get in there in the U.S. Open, and there's, there's nothing wrong with enjoying sports. I've said this. I've had to defend myself in my own mind, really. It's like, wow, that's so frivolous sports. Why do you even bother? I'm like, dude, there's excellence in human endeavor in athletics that is pretty amazing. For thousands of years, we'd appreciate it. Now, some would say, well, that's the Roman Colosseums of old. And, and that was like, you know, they, 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 get, they slaughtered people. And, okay, I get that, the bread and circuses. But is there a way to enjoy life and not be, let's say, enslaved to it? Can you enjoy it without being attached to it? I, I get it. There's undue attachment to sports and sport teams where people will like, they'll know everything about everybody in sports and know nothing about anything in, in the politics and the government that would impact their freedom. Uh, okay. That's a fair critique or criticism. I get that. But still, when you look at the denial of Djokovic's entry to the United States to be at the U S open, you're like, how idiotic and stupid is government and the people in it to allow this policy to exist even one second more. My argument that it should have never been implemented, but okay, people got to learn at their own pace. Now you still haven't learned. Well, that means you have a different agenda. You have a different agenda. Now, the agenda of government recently has been to shut down what they call disinformation. Now, um, there's a plausible deniability that they needed to maintain because, you know, if a government agent or agency or elected representative uses the power and force of government to threaten the loss of freedom or to fine people because of speech, because of what they say or to censor them because of what they say, that that would be a, a direct violation of the First Amendment which is not a, a right granted to you or me to speak freely, but it's a limitation on government that prevents them, in theory anyway, 
it prevents them from clamping down on your freedom to speak, your mind, on any topic. And yet they claim, well, it's not us, it's Facebook, it's not us, it's Twitter, it's not us, it's Instagram, on and on it goes. Yet there's more evidence coming out every day showing that the government did have undue influence over those so-called private entities. So that their claim is that, no, those are just private entities regulating their own environment. It's not a free speech violation by government. I think one day, maybe soon, we'll see. That was a ruse as well. But more recently, we pointed out the absurdity of a disinformation board put into place under the uh, Biden administration through the Department of Homeland Security. You remember this? The Disinformation Governance Board. They put it together and it was like outrage immediately. Thank goodness. Even from some on the political left said, no, that you, that's a step too far. You can't do that. And they're like, oh, no, no, we're not here to censor. We're just here to police what's being said. Wait, wasn't that censorship? No, no, it's not. This is Orwellian. Remember his Orwellian definitions. It's not censorship. If we stop you from spreading disinformation and misinformation, that's perfectly constitutional. And then after all the outrage, it was so absurd. They're like, oh, we're going to put it on pause. We're going to get rid of the person that was in it that was like not going to censor everybody she was going to actually censor. And now we're learning three months later, they're finally not putting a pause on it anymore. They're dismantling it. I mean, whose bright idea was a disinformation board? Ministry of Information come to life overtly. That could not be hidden. No plausible deniability at all. And a quote from DHS. The department welcomes the recommendations of the Homeland Security Advisory Council, which has concluded that countering disinformation that threatens the homeland and providing the public with accurate information and responses is critical to fulfilling the department's mission. Really? So censorship is critical for now what? Security of the state. Now, that doesn't include you or me. That includes the government only. The power of government must be protected. Therefore, if the people speak out against the government, like the tragedy that was Fauci and Walensky and all of our agencies promoting shutdowns and lockdowns and masking and experimental injections and drugs that destroy kidney health while suppressing any information being spoken of by, guess what, licensed doctors, medical professionals about the benefits in practice clinically of, of not remdesivir, of hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and other mineral supplements, for instance. This is critical for the defense of the homeland? Well, what is the homeland then? If you don't want people to be protected genuinely from disease or reverse disease so they survive and thrive and not be left with lingering injuries, borderline death in terms of cardiovascular events like myocarditis and pericarditis. Oh, it's just mild Really? Once you damage the heart like that, how often does it really heal? In modern medicine? Never. You'll always have that injury manifesting as a risk factor moving forward for deadly consequences later in life. Oh, it's just mild. They, they get over it. Really? They don't read the own, their own medical literature or they don't care about you. And in fact, maybe their intent is to kill you, diminish you, and your capacity to live a life, a full life here on this planet while you're here. Oh, well, there's too many people anyway. Thanks for taking one for the team. Once again, I urge you global warming, population reductionist, alarmist, COVID cultist. 
to volunteer first. If you think there are too many people on planet Earth, do not murder other people in the name of saving the planet. You can't, and I'm not advocating suicide, but look, I'm just going to be honest. I would rather have you take yourself out than harm an innocent under the guise of helping the planet by reducing the world's population. Not directly, but indirectly by promoting COVID jabs that are greatly increasing all-cause mortality across the board. Truly, more people statistically have died in 2021 than 2020, and in 2022, even more than 2021. Of all-cause mortality, since the jabs have come out, then more than happened from COVID in 2020 and or half of 2021 or the first part after the uh, jabs came into being. Dude, they dismantled it. Yeah, it's one of the things they couldn't do. They couldn't get this disinformation board, this Orwellian Ministry of Information to work in any constitutional way. They couldn't twist it in any way. They couldn't do pretzel-like yoga manifestations with the help of genetically engineered abominations to make this disinformation board work biden wanted it the democrats wanted it with some exceptions true freedom of speech that's history also history dick morris he's not here on the show today apparently super don tells me don't know what happened but that's okay could have been an interesting interview we'll see if we want to get him back or if he wants to come back i don't know don't care at this moment happy to cover these stories with you as we continue on here on the robert scatchel show Super, did you actually get him on the line or you just emailed back and forth? I called him, no. I called him and, uh, um, yeah, he doesn't have time to test, so, because he's too busy. Yeah. Well, if he's too busy um, to test, he's too busy to be on the Robert Scott Bell Show. That's okay. We tried. I sent him the same link I sent everybody else, but he couldn't seem to figure out how to make it work, so. Okay. There we go. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll listen to some, uh neoconservatism from somebody else is that what you think it is okay all right possibly (laughs) anyway Mm -hmm. how's the chat room going i know have you been able to pay attention to that uh i've been looking at the uh the 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 social media one here i gotta jump over and now take check in over here at the at the new chat button that we've got now what does it look like it's a little little green and white one that mm-hmm. it, it these are they're like default buttons that mm-hmm. um the chat service lets us use now we can't use our own so it's, it's different pat okay. had a little bit of a trouble finding it but she she ended up getting it oh right pat says it's green yes should be red orange or brown now well, it what? does give me some options of some other other colors but mm-hmm. the, the buttons are different as well i kind of like right. this button okay it's kind of neat because it will tell you how many people are in the chat room because like has a little number there. Um, but it's, I mean, would I could do like an orange or they don't have red. Mm-hmm. They have like orange, blue and purple. Do they have like chartreuse? I look good in chartreuse. They don't have char- or no. mauve. <laughs> no mauve. Um, yeah. What's the point? Magenta. I like magenta. Sorry. Yeah. No? So anyway. All right. So what's going on in the chat room here? Yeah, Lord knows I've been trying to do stories uh, without a guest this hour, which is fine because we don't need guests. We try to bring them out because there's always interesting things to learn. Or Bolden says he'd be an emotional wreck trying to run a show with interviews. Well, yeah, yeah, try to be super Don. I mean, I'm glad I don't know. You know, other than the content, which Mm -hmm. is extremely uh, educational when when, uh, Bolden gets on there Mm -hmm. and historical, and I mean, it's just, yeah, yeah, he, dude, is like, a brainiac. He's an right? egghead of American history. Super, More. yeah, yeah. But 
aside, you know, the thing that I'm most impressed with his podcast videos mm-hmm. is his camera. Yeah, it's like you can see every. Dude, that it's like yeah. you're there. You know, it's just like yeah. it's like. 3D, 4D, I don't even know. It's just like, whoa. So, like I don't the, know. It's like oversampling or something. It's whew, like, man, I don't know if we can a, handle that. I mean, then they'd look at us and go, ooh, I think that's too much super, information. I mean, you must like seriously have to like moisturize before the show. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd be seeing like <laughs> you know, pockmarks or I'll have to flakes. Ask about or I'm numb. Yeah, I mean, it's a super high definition. It's pretty we'll awesome. We'll have to ask about 10th Amendment Center makeup tips maybe there's something there there's something there you'll get even more patrons to support yeah. 10th amendment or whatever because i don't know you're doing patron it's a different th- service if i remember correctly but um if, yeah. if michael bolded would ever move we don't have a new patron move, by the way not yet well not yet okay y'all the ama is tomorrow be very disappointed if you, if yeah. you don't pick up bolden you'd be our special guest tomorrow morning at 9 a.m your time or 10 a.m your time if you're not well i know you're busy trying to find a place to live i know so I give you some some leeway, some slack at this point. Hey, can I brag for a second? Yes, you may. Check out what I got from the garden today. Dude, look at that. That's awesome. Go full screen on that. I want to see. That's a that's a good looking zucchini. You got the, the remember the it's onions huge. you planted? The bunch onions? They probably would have gotten bigger, but they look great. I would eat them. Yeah, yeah. They're just I mean, they're the they're the same as as bigger ones. They're just, you know. Yeah. They're like Smaller. a little concentrated. And you can actually use, you know, the greens coming off of that. You can put them in things. Yeah, yeah. Stir fries, yeah. whatever. You got some so beautiful little this... teardrop yellow tomatoes in that. Little red one has uh, got a little too much water. I've heard, learned that. It's, I had time. to look that up and figure out yeah. what the heck was going on with that. And apparently it's it, when, the, when the tomato grows faster than the skin, mm-hmm. uh, then that's what happens. So I'm going to see if I can, like, uh, you know, at least salvage what's left of the tomato there on that. But. That that uh, zucchini, it's, it was so funny because I uh, went out to the garden, mm-hmm. and you know just before the show, and I was just like, oh, I wonder what's going on. Like I do, you know, on a fairly regular basis. Yeah. And I, I'm like looking for, at the zucchini, and I'm like, why? Well, and I moved a leaf, yeah. and all of a sudden here's this, and I was like, whoa, where did that come from? I totally, no. I don't even know how, where it came from. Mm-hmm. You know, is that something that big you'd think you would have seen like a week ago, you know? Yeah. And, and all of a sudden it's just like, boom, here's this gigantic zucchini. So. You know, I, I didn't realize, you know, how much is growing too. Just like you said, surprise, surprise. Now, I can't be out there every day with what I do. I like to be or when I'm traveling and my wife is like managing it. She's like telling me yesterday, or maybe it was today, like I can, I can hardly keep up with the, the uh, I, I like to call them pre-pickles. But they're cucumbers. Cucumbers. Yeah. Does anybody have a really good recipe to turn cucumbers into pickles? Because she's having struggle, struggling keeping up. And I'm not a cucumber fan. I love pickles, but making them so like everybody, because my son likes. We need pickles. The question is, is there somebody have a rocking awesome way to turn a cucumber into a pickle? Send me the link. Send us the link, and we'll try it, and we'll report back to you on it. Because I don't want to miss out on the cukes turning into pickles. And right now, we haven't done that. So. Uh, just open for suggestions there. Can't you just use one of those Latin words you use and turn it into a pickle? No, this is not a Harry Potter moment. No? <laughs> Much like your uh, plants. You <laughs> didn't just wave a magic wand and there they were. You actually planted them, physically got in the dirt, got your fingernails dirty. I saw pictures one day that happened. Yes. So, yeah. All right. Let's see. What else is going on? we got a number of other stories. we got updates. Uh, yeah, let me do the upcoming events thing right now. I'm thinking about it. Uh, let's see where I can find it in the show notes, of course, or at robertscatbell.com. You can always go at the top of the page there. Uh, there are different uh, little hyperlinks, they call them. 
and they'll get you to various pages, including the live listen place where a lot of you are right now, robertscottbell.com slash listen. Um, there's also one for upcoming events. And if you click on the tab for upcoming events, you'll see Superdon has updated, although I don't. Oh, yeah, look, it is updated. You've got the online events, too, not just the in-person events. Just one so far. Oh. There's a, there, there are more. I just did not have time to get a bunch of them out there, but I wanted to put this yeah. one up. Uh, especially because it's coming up next week. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe it. So that's going to be mountain time at eight o'clock Eastern time, five o'clock Pacific, August the 30th. That's a Tuesday. Six, uh, let's see. Uh, we usually go about an hour, maybe a little longer. And it's That'll a very you and John Hewlett. Dude. So looking forward to our reunion with John. Hewlett. I love too. him. Yeah. He's amazing. Uh, does that mean you're going to be at the event too? Cause I would love to have you on it. I don't know. I okay. can't promise just because you know how my life is, but yeah. I, I, if I, if I can't, I'll definitely want to watch it because you uh, and Grandpa Super Don being pulled every direction. Pretty much, pretty yeah, much, yeah, pretty much. So we're going to talk about that. That's coming up. Uh, we've got the uh, National Health Freedom Congress, and we had Diane Miller on earlier in the week, and she's terrific. And there's so, so many great people that are coming. I'd love for you to consider being there, in Minneapolis, St. Paul, right near the airport, twenty third, twenty fourth, and I'll be there, there for that. Then we've got the Wellness Parenting Revolution Health and Freedom Summit and Expo. And that, thanks to our friends, Drs. Terry and Stu Warner, we'll get them on talk about this event coming up. Hyatt Regency Orlando, 7th, 8th, and 9th. Also, Kimberly Overton's going to be hosting a Nurse Freedom Network event at that event as well. And I'll be there speaking and broadcasting and recording with people. And many of my friends will be there. I think Doc Harmony is going to be there at that one again, too. And she'll be speaking. She's a treasure trove of information if you go to HarmonyCone.com. Uh, and great work. And then, of course, we've already talked today about the Health Freedom Expo. 15th and 16th of October. There's the links to go there. And just following that, I'll be back in the Pittsburgh area, but I still don't have the banner up and I have to reach out to that health food store. Uh, there's a couple of them there that are hosting me for a big anniversary event. Uh, and that's the week following. I think the 22nd is a Saturday. And as we add more into the mix, including that week in Orlando, I may be doing some public events at Chamberlain's. Uh, it's a health food store chain there in the Orlando area. Uh, so be on the lookout for upcoming events and Super Don, this is why people need to text RSB to 22828 mm -hmm. so that, you know, every once in a while you give the updates for those that don't come to the website of like, here's the upcoming events, where they are, when they're happening. Yep. A lot of them are absolutely free and uh, some of them are online so you can do it from wherever you are. And I love people to take advantage of the opportunity to connect, to get together when we can. Uh, so those are the things that are coming up. Once again, for you gardeners or for you kitchen dwellers you go you you make stuff in your kitchen it's like sometimes ants and roaches you're like ah how about orange guard orangeguard.com this is the stuff won't harm your kids won't harm your pets will not corrupt your organic intentions omri listed delimiting is distilled from the orange peel epa registered pesticide but not toxic to the environment just little, little ants and roaches and aphids you don't want safe to use and you can dilute it for use on your crops different different ways to use it and there's information go to orangeguard.com or pick up a bottle at your local ace hardware store typically independently owned franchise so it's locally owned and you can keep you know in fact where i go i can use goldbacks to buy stuff that's how cool that is so you know it's not a, a mass multinational conglomerate because you you go to a squalmart they'll look at a goldback like i don't even know what that is i don't want it they're only taking Federal Reserve notes that are tanking faster than you imagine. It's being propped up artificially, you know, but not the Orange Guard. That stuff's for real. And uh, hopefully you will you'll have them have some and take a picture with the Orange Guard. Send it into Super Don. Ask RSP at gmail.com. 
and we're going to do another fun giveaway. We don't know what yet, but fun giveaway based on you are going out and getting the orange guard, showing us that you got it. All right, Super D, is your microphone open? It is now. It is now. Okay. I, I, got I, just I know how that works. Oh, it's a sneeze thing. Yes. We don't have a sneeze cough button. No. Well, All I right. I do. It's on my microphone. Okay. All right. Nicely done. <laughs> you forget to turn it back on, though. So th- there's an article here. Uh, it's a substack called The Vaccine Court. And it says, headline, Our government does not want to compensate for COVID-19 vaccine injury. HRSA budgets illustrate their true intentions. Now, what's interesting here is that they have made it so you can't get compensated from the manufacturer of those jabs, vaccines or whatever you want to call them. And so in that sense, they would say, all right, here's a fund. And this is what they did with the National Vaccine Information. I'm sorry, uh, National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program back in 86 when it was passed, 88 when it really kicked into gear and billions, I think four billion now has been paid out in that. Most people that have injuries, injuries or de- injuries or deaths uh, in their family, they, they don't even know about this court even to, today. So there are a lot have never gotten a penny after being injured by vaccinations. In the case of the PrEP Act and the things that have happened through national emergencies, national security issues, they've said we got to have these pandemic injections out there and no company in the right mind would put them out there that quickly, maybe ever knowing that they would be liable for injuries and, and deaths. So, as usual, government, like kings and queens and emperors of old, have said to their best friends, their pals, their buddies, you can kill as many people as you want, you can injure as many people as you want, and nothing will come back to harm you because, you know, they, they pretend they're gods, kings, queens, emperors in that sense. And that was the antithesis, if I can say it that way, of the dawning of the American Republic is the purpose why they didn't set it that way, where the kings and queens of old were not the sovereigns, the people were. Now, many people have subjected themselves to being less than that because they've numbered themselves and their children like cattle. And now they become basically de facto uh, property of the World Bank International Monetary Fund through a subsidiary known as the Federal Reserve of uh, not these United States de jure, but de facto international bankers scamming us out of our divinity by numbering us like cattle and then saying, here, you keep working hard. We'll keep indebting you and we'll keep enslaving you to a debt that'll never be repaid. But don't you dare question that debt. Can't be questioned. It's one of the, uh, I believe, the amendments to the Constitution. How's that for free thought, free speech? Our government doesn't want you to be compensated. So they they not only say, I absolve manufacturers of these deadly jabs of any uh, liability should they injure or kill. But we're also not going to compensate you. All you, you, the people, you think you're, you, you, we, the people. When you get injured and killed because we coerced you into doing it or mandated you into doing it, you're not even going to know there's a way to get some money. But even if you do, we're not going to give it to you. And it is stark difference between under the PREP Act, people have been compensated or not, basically not. And it's absolutely criminal, absolutely criminal. It's everything the organic American Republican form of government was not supposed to be. But we fell asleep at the proverbial constitutional wheel. And we've allowed this to happen, not yesterday, not today, but four generations now to get here at this point. And that's why, you know, when I bring up these discussions, even we have with Jonathan Emore on Thursdays to recognize that it isn't about putting Republicans to replace the Democrats, because if they do the same thing that Democrats have done, this is the flip flop we've seen. It's like, where are we going to end up inevitably? very poor and enslaved, and we won't recognize the country we live in. Many of us don't at this point. Uh, A total 
dystopian socialist communist empire, so to speak. And for those that, you know, think, oh, communists, communism is coming. You know, remember some of my discussions with Michael Badnark, and he would lay it out beautifully, not happily, but beautifully, that pretty much every plank of the Communist Manifesto has been in functioning, fully working order or dysfunctional working order. Every plank, you can find evidence for it in existence at the various you know, agencies of the government, federal, state, and local. So to think that communism is coming, no, it's already here. It's a question of how overt will it be before you say, oh, I didn't sign on for that. And then what will you do about it when you realize hmm, voting might not be the difference maker? Be lovely if it were, but we'll see. I mean, you see they're telegraphing in the 2022 midterms that, yep, uh, it looks like the Democrats are going to retain or gain people in the House and the Senate. Really? Based on what? Based on what wonderful things the Democrats have done that even Democrats, a lot of you, have said, I didn't sign on for that. No, sorry. A lot of defections, if you will, from that. And so we get to the deception part of it. Now, you know, arguably, we would say fraud, but even if we don't want to argue, argue fraud, how good were the Democrats at finding dead people to vote or people to vote multiple times through mail-in ballots and harvesting and on and on it goes? Are they going to do it again? And is the only way to succeed is that the Republicans cheat better? Is that what it's going to be? I ask the question, uh, the question most sincerely. I don't know. But the question about what we do if it fails, if voting fails again. And Jonathan Emord actually started talking about that yesterday on the show. That's the first time. You know, I know he didn't want to, but he's got to, he sees it as well. What could possibly happen? Interestingly enough, on Drudge today, Mm -hmm. there was an article talking about how, I think it it was something along the lines of Biden has a pulse Mm -hmm. and his numbers had gone up. Now, interestingly enough, Mm -hmm. we would just say it's a, a coincidence. Yeah. That as soon as he basically gave money or forgave debt, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, his numbers kind of went up. Sorry. Price of gas has gone kind of down. His numbers have kind of gone up. It's like the American people are really fickle, mm-hmm. uh, and, and and they're just easily just give me some money. easily manipulated, right? Where it's just like, bought. oh it no, I don't like him. Let's get somebody else. Well, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Yeah. Uh, he just sent me a check. He just gave me money. Well, yeah. okay, I'll vote for you. Yeah. Well, you know, um, we de- we deserve the government we have then. You know, what can we say at that point? Yeah, if that's you it, if your price if, like, is that, that cheap. You imagine if that's how like people hired people to work for them. You know, it's like, I don't know. There's all this stuff here that looks really bad. Uh, oh, you gave me a donut. Okay, I'll hire yeah, you. You, gave me a you know, I mean, it's just, I, I, it's just, I don't know. What, so, what was it I was you, you were quoting me on earlier? People suck? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. they do. <laughs> and I tried to take it positive. It was Friday after all. They do. They do. You know, all you got to do is just not uh, the prom- people here. promise them stuff that you're never going to deliver on. Yeah. Right? Fall for it. Yeah. Uh, get, you know, uh, come up with a better zinger than yeah. the other guy, mm-hmm. you know, in the debate. Uh, or, you know, give people free stuff. And then they'll, they'll, they'll elect you. That's all it takes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe they're all on statin medications and they're so stupid they can't see through it anyway. They're destroying their brains with statins, which is interesting. You sent me a, a story, and it's in, I'm sure if those that have gotten the newsletter, if you've texted RSB to 22828, you saw this. Headline reads, taking statins for cholesterol, it's better for your heart if you stay on them for life. For life. <laughs> now, 
<laughs> is that like a week? Is it a year? Or how long for life? It's life. until death. And could it be that the statin would contribute to your death? Now, as I read through this article, I'm just, you know, it's the bull squat. Let me almost said it, you know, for the kids. I don't want you to hear the bad language. But the, the BS detector is on the entire time. I'm like, they're making claims. They're like, are you kidding me? They're, they're benefit, benefit, benefit. Statin, benefit, benefit, benefit. No, no detriment. Benefit, benefit. And, of course, what does a statin do? It destroys the production of, well, it's their intent of cholesterol, particularly LDL, low-density lipoproteins, by destroying the liver. And, and the argument, of course, for this is that, well, it's cholesterol, it's LDL that clogs the uh, artery. So if we stop that, we stop it all. And it's just like, it's so stupid, you can't fix it. And any cardiologist still believe this, you should go back to elementary school or, or nursery school and start all over because you're dumber than you look. Ooh, that was mean. I don't know what you look like, but you're probably dumber than that too. <laughs> anyway, so they're measuring the benefits. They say, oh, we're measuring these quality of life things. And we're reporting baseline stuff. It sounds like they're really doing a study to find out about longevity and the benefit of statins long term and why you should stay on them for life. I mean, on it's like this this uh, absolute commercial for the wonder drug of wonder drugs. Remember, was it uh, David Agus? We used to play that in the uh, opening bed. Oh yeah, he was he was on uh, the Doctor Oz show. And yeah, was talking about we put how it in the water. Yeah, yeah. So as we go down and scroll down, we find out that, uh, hmm, how do they figure out that these statins are really good for us the longer we stay on them and for life and we should never come off of them? Well, let's see. Can we find it? Super Don, can you read it's, it? What's the, It's actually highlighted it right now. Okay. Go I full screen on in. that for everybody can see it. All please. right. So we'll go yeah. full screen. Thank you. This is it. Took took me not long to go through the paragraphs till I found <clears throat> the money shot. Do you want to read this? Could you do this? Uh, it says, for the study, the researchers used computer models. Wait a minute. What? To estimate how <laughs> beneficial statins are for people. <laughs> different ages. <laughs> of different became, ages. Yeah. And, then, uh, and when they began taking them, the team used data on 118,000 people who took part in a large international uh, statin trials from cholesterol treatment specialists or trials uh -oh. collaboration. Yeah. What was the name of that place that ran a computer model about COVID in England? I'm just oh, it was the Imperial College. I'm just wondering uh, if they have anything to do with it because here we go, folks. Computer models were used to estimate how beneficial statins are for people that do. Computer, computer models are great. What are you talking about? They're always so, right. This entire article is talking about the wonders of statins, and then you find out it wasn't actually an analysis. It was a computer model that determined once you're on a statin, you should stay on it forever. And I'm like, it's right there. They admit it with a computer Come and on computer now. models are never wrong. As you said it, Super D. So we must, whatever the computer models say, let's all get on statins. Let's go ahead and put it in the water. Now, remember folks, uh, cholesterol is not the cause of heart disease. Never has been. It's been a lie. It's been a ruse. Fat doesn't make you fat on and on. It goes. It's toxic poisons. It's mineral deficiencies. It's inflammatory cascades without end in the vascular system where injury is occurring due to what? Excess metabolic waste like uric acid and or other environmental toxic poisons heavy metals that don't belong there how about now spike proteins gain of function delivered via injection much less airborne all of these damaging endothelial cells so what do we do when we realize cholesterol is critical for brain and nervous system health it's critical for endocrine function so production of your youth hormones if you want to stay young and healthy and vital you do not want to destroy cholesterol 
It's your precursor, precursor for estrogen, testosterone, progesterone, on and on it goes. And if you are concerned about LDL, even the allopaths, as dumb as they are, acknowledge that if you have an HDL to LDL ratio, higher HDL to LDL ratio, that you are not really at risk either, even if you have higher LDL. You know, I remember that happened some years ago where mom went in. I, you know, I don't know what the checkup was for. And I remember they said, oh, she has high cholesterol. I said, what's the ratio, mom? I said, are you taking your chromium every day? Oh, no, I wasn't doing that much. Well, remember, chromium in the right form can elevate HDL. They say that's the protective form of cholesterol. I, again, it's, it's, too simplific- it's too simplified. There's so much more to it than that. But suffice it to say, if you want or feel like you need to please your doctor, get on the food research form of chromium. We used to have it. Uh, from a different company. They stopped making it. So now we have the food research form we get from Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com. I don't know, Superdon, if you can find that. I know it's I'm asking a lot for the moment. But if you go to choosetobehealthy.com, you find the food research, 100% whole food chromium, GTF chromium, also has a little vanadium in it in a food form. Then you will begin to take one, in this case, capsule, four, three, maybe four, but four times a day. If you're concerned about your cholesterol, that will help the liver. Selenium helps too, but cholesterol, eh, stop worrying about it. But if you're worried about the ratios, elevate HDL, the chromium can do that. In addition to other wonderful things it can do and help you to do. So uh, I think I see Superon's trying to find it. If you go to choosetobehealthy.com and when you find the product or any products that we talk about here, a lot of that, which we get from Jonathan at Choose to Be Healthy, he's at 866-424-1077, 866-424-1077. You use the code RSB, I think five, to get a discount there. Subron, do you I think you got it. You found it? Yeah, go full screen on that so we can see that. I mean, this is like, are you kidding me? 26 bucks a bottle? That's a bargain to prevent the things that statin drugs are not preventing but causing. On a, in addition to preventing and reversing what? Type 2 diabetes. It's a deficiency of chromium primarily. The right form, not chromium polynicotinate, not chromium chloride, not chromium, chromium picolinate. You don't put poop and tie it to chromium and try to trick your body into using it. Use 100% whole food form. This is called Gluco Sugar Balance from Food Research, and you can get it there. Again, use the code RSB5 when you call them or go to the website, choose to be healthy.com. There's always a, a banner for that. Anyway, stuff's awesome. One capsule four times a day. If you're needing it fast, I do one two to three times a day. Every time I think about it, I don't, I tend to not eat three meals a day. That's when you think about it, but you could take it because it is food at any time of the day, just so you know. All right. Anything more on the statins you want to cover on that super D? No, I think we got it. Okay. Okay. Let's check out, uh, let's see if there are other stories. This one was interesting. I'm like, they're starting to eat their own kind of thing. They're turning on each other. Did you see this? Moderna is suing Pfizer. And BioNTech over the coronavirus. That was a big story. That was all over the place this morning. Company is suing pharmaceutical rival and its German partner for patent infringement. Now, remember when Pfizer was the the choice and they said, no, 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 we don't like Moderna. They're causing problems. It's like, who lobbied the best? Who knows somebody? And Moderna was out and Pfizer was in, for instance. Yeah, it was was a horse race between Moderna and Pfizer. Mm -hmm. The one they really did a number on was AstraZeneca. You remember that? Oh, yeah, I do remember that, yeah. (laughs) But it's like, who got to be the choice for government agencies? You'll be the favored one, and you will make billions and billions of dollars. Yeah. And so Moderna is saying, no, 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 they they violated our copy, our technology, their patented technology that Moderna developed years before the pandemic. Look, in either case, the technology 
I haven't seen it used for good. Maybe somebody could argue with me on that, and that could be a discussion for another day. Maybe if we ever get Robert it Malone, it saved on. millions of lives. What are you talking no. about? Now it ended millions, millions of lives. Yeah. So they're filing a patent to protect their mRNA technology platform that they pioneered. They invested billions in on and on. So look, I wish they would bankrupt each other through this and be done with us. Leave the leave the people alone. See now, where is is uh, Joe Biden at this point? Mm-hmm. Getting in there and saying, "Come on, man! <laughs> Come what? on, man! What? Well, we got to work together and got to get and, along. And save, you know, help people and save lives, and mm-hmm. you know." There actually was some talk about, uh, about sharing that, to, you know, in a situation of a pandemic, that it should be something yeah. they should share amongst each other if they're trying to save people. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently not. <laughs> apparently, they want all the money for themselves. Yeah. What are you talking about? This well, like goodwill I said, let them, for the greater good. Let them eat each other alive until they're dead, and and we'll all be healthier for it. Uh, so we'll, you know, we may follow up on that another time. Uh, here's a really interesting story that goes into the realm of not genetics, but epigenetics. And if you don't like that term, it basically means what you do in life, what you are exposed to in life, your nutritional, uh, let's say, fortitude or lack thereof, your toxicological burdens, exposures, including emotional stresses and other things, impact gene expression across generations. And in this case, the defenders reporting that children of parents exposed to pesticides are more likely to develop cancer. So we're talking about parents-to-be exposed to pesticides sometime in their lifetime, have kids, those kids are more likely to develop cancer. What does that say about genetics? Even when they say, well, maybe 3 to 5% of all cancer is genetic. What does that even mean? And I say, bull snot. 100% of all cancer cases are epigenetic, or in other words, induced by environment. Impacting gene expression, sure, but more so immediately is that when you have toxic synthetic components that they call carcinogens in the body and they're not able to be sequestered and removed from the body, they will eventually form a tumor if you're strong enough to wall it off, your immune cells, other things. Or in the case of those that don't have enough connected tissue integrity, they lack bioavailable copper and silicon, for instance. Those people are subject to metastasizing cancer, cancerous growth that is unchecked and unstopped. Possibly because of, yes, immune weakness, but even more so connective tissue weakness. But this is happening again across generations, and they say you're born with it. It must be a genetic disease when, in fact, it's epigenetic. It's caused by the exposure the parents had, and that's causing gene expression to occur. So in those 3 to 5%, they say, oh, birth defects. That's a genetic defect. Well, it's epigenetic because what caused in those parents' bodies, or the mom in particular, growing a baby that somehow is lacking something or is having to fight off something that shouldn't be there, manifesting as a genetic expression that is, we'd call wrong or a defect. And by the way, we mentioned chromium just now. We're talking about cholesterol and liver health. Chromium is one of the key minerals that is overlooked for women who are pregnant or wanting to be pregnant to have a healthy baby developed perfectly in terms of its genetic expression without defects. Chromium, 100 micrograms, three, probably four times a day. So that food research gluco uh, balance thing we were talking about, if you're pregnant or want to be throughout the pregnancy, you will prevent gestational diabetes, but even more importantly, is the protection of the chromosomal integrity of the developing baby in you. Children of parents exposed to pesticides more likely to develop cancer. 
Now I'll pause and ask you, Super Don, is this still way too eggheady to talk epigenetics versus genetics, or is this making any sense at all? No, it makes it makes a whole lot of sense. Okay. I mean, it's just you know. <clears throat> yes, there are people out there that think that you have no control over what happens with your body mm-hmm. or disease victims or of any genes, of that kind right? of stuff. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It never, it's, it's never made any sense to me. And I think, uh, unless somebody's just some kind of hard, hardcore skeptic nutball, that they have to at least entertain the idea. You mm-hmm. know that that guess what? When you eat things, uh, it you know it can affect changes. When you mm-hmm. how? I mean, think about it. I, I know that, that, you know, when they say, oh, well, your great-grandfather had, uh, you know, whatever. He was bald. And so, you know, the, the reason why you're bald is because he was bald. You know, that's genetics, right? And I think there's something to that. But why is it so crazy to think that if somebody like your grandfather, you know, smoked and, and drank and, and did heroin or something, you know, whatever... That that is somehow not going to have some kind of negative effect over the you know in the, in the later generations. Mm-hmm. It seems to me that it, it, without being a scientist, you at least have to go. Yeah, I can see how that kind of makes sense, mm-hmm. right? You know, so yeah, I don't think it's it's too eggheady at all. Good, you know, it just makes sense, you know. And actually, it, it it's that's some pressure to put on yeah. you. It's kind of like you know what, as you're doing all these crazy things in your life. Just mm-hmm. think that you're not just hurting yourself. You might be hurting your kids and your grandkids yeah. and their kids yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Well, know? I mean, I think sometimes you say this about food, right? I said this about food. If you're not willing to do it for yourself, because some people say, you know, I just want to live the way. Then think about, again, the next generation or your kids that are alive or grandkids. And that Absolutely. point of being a little bit less selfish and more selfless. Now, I don't view selfishness in a, in a total negative way. I've talked about the ability of caring for yourself enough, being selfish enough that you're able to be selfless. If you don't have some semblance of selfishness, you can't be selfless. And so I try to put context on words like, oh, that's so selfish, like that's all bad. But if you don't care for yourself, how are you ever gonna care for anybody else? And they would say, well, you're being selfish. Remember they've talked about, oh, you're eating organic food, that's selfish, People, other people can't afford it. I'm like, dude, if I don't do this, I'm not here to help anybody, least of all my family, based on my history. <laughs> And so if you want to call me selfish, no, sure, I'll wear that badge as an honorable badge, not as one of dishonorable. But again, they manipulate language to try and keep everybody, you know, to that lowest common denominator somehow. You're you're such a selfish person for eating organic food, I tell you. I know. know. When the funny thing is, is, you know, if you go back a a generation mm -hmm. or, or you know, a generation and a half or something like that. Everybody was eating organic food. That's what it all was, it was called food. It was called then. food, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, now you got the weirdly enough, the world economic forum and, and even the USDA trying to encourage organic agriculture or through uh, ESG scores, forcing a whole nation like uh, Sri Lanka to go organic overnight, which is a d- 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 deadly disaster. As much as I want to see more organic agriculture, absolutely. You do it overnight and people aren't growing their own, you, we're done. You're hungry. You're starving. And we're seeing that manifest as well. I don't think they're doing it because they care about the environment. I think they're doing it because they don't want enough. You, They, they say there's too many useless eaters around. So they want you eating their food. That's a different That's a different kind of selfish. Uh, by the way, Julie Whitman Klein in the audience. Hi, Julie. Love you and appreciate you so much. You know that. Uh, there's a toll-free number to call about the Trinity health freedom expo that lauren was saying call up call up i don't think we gave the number out so i want to do that now write it down if you're considering being part of the trinity health freedom expo you want to exhibit there you want to attend the discounts for the you know the back to school special today's the day it's 
658-658-3986. Look at Super Don. You put it up there. Oh, look at that. We can see Julie's message to everybody. Call them at 888-658-3986 to be part of the Trinity Health Freedom Expo. I want to see all y'all there. Don't give me no excuse. Or if you do, you better have a good one. <laughs> I want to see everybody join us there. All right, Super D. Are we or what? Me? What are you going to do, Robert Scott Bell? Don't, don't tempt me. Uh, don't you try me. Well, it is the end of the end of the official show here. Really, we'll have to come back to talk about the poll of the day. Okay, the poll of the day comes from this article here. It's about spanking tushies. A Missouri school district has revived paddling Hmm. to discipline students. So the poll that went out in today's newsletter is: Uh Is that a good idea or not? Ooh, you can Uh, say either yes, it's about time; no, it's wrong, or you're not sure. When we get back from this uh, end of, of the show break. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. I, I think it's a great question. Join us in the chat room at robertscabell.com slash listen or on the social media that hasn't banned us yet. Uh, we are live and we continue the Robert Scabell show in 60 seconds from now. It's a blip for those of you listening later on the podcast. Thanks to Lauren Ameling. Uh, she did great as always. Trinity Health Freedom Expo, Trinity School of Natural Health, and all y'all that support this message of health, freedom, and healing liberty. You still have time to become a patron supporter of the Robert Scott Bell show for tomorrow's AMA. Special Ask Me Anything via Zoom. We get to see one another. It's a lot of fun. I hope you'll join us because the power to heal is still yours. Forgot to ask you, Super D. Uh, it is a Friday show. Uh, we have been live today, the 26th of August, heading into the weekend. To the answer AMA. is I have no idea. You have no idea. Well, the the question is, are you fasting today? I bet you have no. an idea. You're not. No. No. It's empty, but I... I Listen, I, I appreciate that you didn't throw it in my face today, because I... You know, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I'm hungrier today than usual on a friday and i think you're, it's because uh, of the you're recuperating yeah i think because yeah. of that that ridiculous hike i went on and yeah. it's like got my metabolism up even higher going yeah you don't need to be in ketosis anymore do you do you really anyway i'm worried no i'm not worried i'm teasing i'm fine but uh i will break the fast maybe maybe a little early today because i got some other things of the birthday celebration for a friend and it's probably at a place that i can't eat anything anyway so uh, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens there later. Okay. But if you do, it's a good thing for you. If you know how to manage the fasting and I'm, I'm just talking about 24 hours fast. That's all. Well, I still do water. I fast you. from about, I don't know, about eight o'clock at night until about 
eight o'clock or nine o'clock in the next morning. Does that count? Twelve or thirteen hours. It's better than nothing. Okay. Yeah, better than waking up in the middle of the night for a snack. I'll give you there that. You All right. So, question yep. of the day. There mm-hmm. was an article. Mm-hmm. Uh, a a school district in Missouri mm-hmm. has decided to bring back paddling to discipline students. And this is uh, Southwest Missouri. What kind of paddling are we talking about? What kind here? of paddling are we talking about? Well, let's see here. Classes started Monday. Nineteen hundred students at this uh, this in the school district. Mm-hmm. Formerly known as corporal punishment, the disciplinary measure usually involves striking students on the buttocks mm-hmm. with a wooden paddle. Yeah. And staff members, it says here, will employ reasonable physical force. Mm-hmm. Without a chance of bodily injury or harm in the presence of a witness, so this is like the I guess the you know the the safe safety guard you know uh, precautions that they're taking here on doing this to try and make it sound like it's an okay thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know this is this I apparently I, you know this is the way it was back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is what they what they did. Uh, did you ever get? Pat- I mean, was that something that when you were going to school um, in the I'm- south? You know what I do remember now, just as you're asking me that question? Yeah. I don't think I, I think I once got hit by my dad. Like it was like, my, must not by your really dad. Bad. No, no, I see. Mom. I know. And it's funny because I've had a number of conversations about this. Yeah. This is not about, unless your dad came down to school and did it. Right. Okay. This is actually at school. So you'd be right. talking about like your teacher or the principal at the school. But with a, with a paddle, a wooden paddle. See, no, with the a reason, wooden paddle. The reason yeah. why I brought that up, because it was a memory my okay. dad had a, a, a paddle that was, if I'm not mistaken, I'm guessing now at this point, is memories, right? We talk about memories flooding in from nowhere. Like, where did that come from? I think it was Zeta Beta Tau. It's a, it was a, um, a fraternity. He went Oh, to, so that was from the hazing? I don't know, but I mean, that's what mm-hmm. you, you know, from Animal House, you learned that's what they were doing. But he had one of those, and it was uh, obviously a fraternity back then, and he was at Miami of Ohio. He went to Miami of Ohio for a couple of years. Um, and that was the school, but that was, it was from that. And I just okay. remember that he never used it on me as far as I remember. I don't have memory of that, but the point is you're bringing up paddling and I'm telling you, if it comes to a school paddling of someone at school paddling, my kids, you know, obviously my kids are beyond that age, but I was like, no, sorry. Uh, uh-uh. no strangers right. doing that. I think that's the role of the parents to decide. And I don't know that do you, you, you deputize people to paddle your kids. I I'm just, I, I'm not of that mindset. I could appreciate that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, I think I would be inclined to probably say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you get paddled at school? N- not at school. No. Okay. No. So it's an interesting because you pointed out it wasn't about home or school. This is about school. So at I'm home, thinking. I'm thinking if you, I didn't get a paddle, I got a belt. A belt. Ooh. It was that. Yeah, that was some serious business yeah. going on at my house. Okay. Um, didn't happen too many times. Now I understand, like when I walk into my studio with a belt while you're cringing, I'm like, what is he doing? Uh, no, dude, I was rebellious as a kid. Yeah, I had to make sure that it it did not uh, show that it hurt, mm-hmm. and I would even count sometimes. Um, wow, so, you know, yeah, I was. Thank you, sir. May I have another? I was that, something else when I was a kid, but so you're a bad in kid. any case. Yeah. Um, at school, I think I, w- I would agree with you. So again, one last time here, a school district in Missouri okay. has brought back spanking mm-hmm. as a form of discipline. Yeah. A good idea. And keep in mind, this is at school. Yeah. Uh, answers. Yes. It's about time. 
no, it's wrong, yeah. or not sure. What do you think our well, subscribers said? Well, because you didn't make it about home or school, it's only about school. Correct. I'm going to say, no, it's wrong will be in the lead, but I think there's going to be some confusion here about it just in general, the people that do believe in corporal punishment. And so it might be closer than I imagined, but I'm, I'm hoping it's like, no, it's wrong. Oh, okay. 56% said, no, it's wrong. You have spanking at school. Interestingly enough, that's a pretty good sized number. 32%, one third almost. Yeah of the folks said yes that yeah. it's about time now if there was some confusion here i i hey you know what i say think... i didn't want there to be any confusion because it does say mm -hmm. a school district in missouri yeah has oh look at that there's a typo damn Where? it Where did, did i do think? oh you know what i think it's when i edited it i cut bra the instead of brought bra what's up bra back what's up bra yeah, that's um, great. Anyway, has maybe, brought back speaking, maybe the, so thirty three percent that said yes, it's about time. They're the teachers tired of putting up with these bratty little could be thirty two. <laughs> just thinking, just speculating. There shouldn't be any confusion, but yeah, you know, it, even when we're talking about uh, at home, mm -hmm. it's it's something that is uh, not um, looked upon favorably at mm -hmm. home, really, as from a society standpoint. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> there's really a lot of people that are against that now when we were younger you know if you acted out of hand and you got a swat on the butt yeah that was just yeah i need to get your attention normal, this is very you know? serious now yeah. obviously there's a borderline that people can cross into abuse some people say even just doing it once is abusive these are perspectives that people have i'm not going to say who's right or who's wrong here i will say that in life if if you don't get swatted once or twice as a kid, you might not realize how hard life can be when you get out there and you've been allowed to do anything with no consequences. And maybe in some cases, super D kids that aren't rebellious don't need to be spanked to say, Hey, this is serious. And they, they figure it out without that. Some need that apparently, you know, yeah. there are some people would say, no, that's never appropriate because violence is, you know, violence and violence is always wrong on and on it goes. Look, I'm not going to solve this problem of, 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 you know, in the discussion, but I'll acknowledge again, life itself is not necessarily kind and loving, although I would argue that some of the most kind and loving things that happened to me were very painful, you know, and I'm not even speaking about a, a, like a paddling. That's I'm just talking about life itself, what life has taught me and how life has taught me. Now, because I've been spanked, and this is now metaphorically speaking, spanked in life, uh, that has allowed me to say, you know what? I'm going to make decisions that don't end up in that situation. So I have the ability to learn from those spankings, proverbial or real, and that there are some that will actually say, oh, that person got really spanked bad in life. Again, now just hypothetically, no, metaphorically is what I'm looking for here. And I'm like, what did they do to get that? Oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. Now, part of the, let's say, spanking that is done inappropriately by government is the if you don't get the covid jab we're going to get you're going to get spanked how does that spanking manifest then it's like we're going to limit your freedom we're going to lock you down you're going to lose your job see this is where it's a it's an absolute negative interplay negative interaction everything about it is wrong because they're punishing you for having an ideal that says my body my choice i believe in the sanctity of my body and i will not allow you to inject this stuff into me or my kids and so they try to punish you for that. So there are parents punishing their kids for things in that equivalent. And then you go, well, that's wrong. That's clearly wrong. 
but how can you say it all the time? Because it could be a life-saving intervention and a person who is uh, hit as a kid, spanked, has grown up and they're perfectly fine, then there's some that become abusers. Ugh. I I can't solve all of this. It's a t- yeah, it's a it. tough one. Um because I think I think it it does it works. It it is it does work. It's an attention getter for some, for some but it, it does, doesn't it's work. It's not a blanket. It doesn't work for all kids. You got to find and, out what works discipline-wise. It's true. And it doesn't work for all parents. Um mm-hmm. like you said, some parents they're just you know, it, it can turn into abuse. Mm-hmm. So, um so it's an interesting question, you know. It's it was a a accepted and normal thing at one time, mm-hmm. and as time has gone on, it's it's kind of gone away. Yeah, <clears throat> I'll tell you what though, there are some kids, and I and I I won't name names, but mm-hmm. um, <laughs> that really in my in my opinion really could use a spanking. Yeah, uh, but because you know their parents I, don't I go think... with it. Fauci is what happens when you get no discipline. When you don't get any discipline. No right. cause and effect relation. Remember I when we opened the show today? there's could, could use a good smack yeah. uh, as well. Yeah. Remember the opening of the show today, Super D? We were talking about that. Cause and effect. That was like the theme of the day, right? Mm-hmm. How do you learn if you don't see a connection between what is done and what happens, you know, as it relates to that? Direct line that they discard or disconnect from everybody. That's what causes us to believe that we can poison ourselves back to health with medicines with drugs because we don't realize that the problem we have or the symptom we have or we don't care is not caused by lack of that substance if it were then it would make sense like you got a headache because you lack aspirin of course that's not the case but they convince us that it is or it doesn't matter at all because we don't know what causes it but here take this because the pain will go away give you 10 other problems we won't sell you tell you about the 10 other problems we'll call them side effects you pay no attention to that if it ends up in you're you'll be a statistic you'll be part of that you know Third leading, second leading, first leading cause of death. But disconnection from cause and effect relationships creates a ripe scenario where our overlords, rulers, owners can manipulate us into doing things that could harm or kill us. Pause, drop mic. I don't know, but there you go. <laughs> it's mic drop. Yeah. Gretel, a spanking, a spanking. What is that? All right. What else we got to cover before the weekend hits? I know we got the AMA tomorrow, we noon do. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Do we get any new uh, patron supporters? Nope. Well, this is disappointing. I thought we'd get one. None. I am. We were, we were, we were, uh, I guess, uh, spoiled yesterday when that happened. Just talking about it. And that, ooh, there that, it is. That was, Thank yeah. That was, that was awesome. A fun surprise. So if you so are Meredith there, will be there tomorrow. Yeah, and Meredith, we'd love to meet you. And if you're our patron and you can't make it, you could submit your questions and they'll be answered and you'll get the video access. We have engaged a, a different way. Uh, it's a paid service, not for you guys. You just support us that way. But you'll get access to that video now because YouTube will ban us if we put anything up. I know they've already banned me, but I don't want them to ban Super D. So we found a different way through, is it Vimeo or something? Yep. Paid service. So you'll have access to the AMA even if you can't attend live and you can watch it. That is correct. Is there a way to put previous ones that are on YouTube over to Vimeo so that in case the worst happens? Um, yeah, I think so. I could At the very I least, could, I don't want to lose all of those things I could we pull, lost. Yeah, I could pull that, uh, pull that off. Yeah. How many things are you behind on? Because you, there's too much to do and you're only one man. A bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Any interns out there? 
want to help Super D out? Yeah, you know, I mean, I'll just I'll just put it out there again. I, I haven't brought it up. I should have done this while we were on the air, but um, well, we are the technically air, in the regular yeah. show. But yeah. Um, yeah, if anybody you know listening or anybody listening knows anybody that would be interested in learning how to do what it is we do, mm-hmm. um, and learn the ropes on producing a show and all that kind of stuff like that i'd be more than happy to teach them and train them they could be an intern on the show um which could then develop into bigger things as time goes on but Mm -hmm. uh if anybody's interested or you know somebody who would be interested in that it's not a paid position it is an internship so funny how there's like so many people that are like i want to be an intern but they also want to get paid like a you know and i'm just like not Has necessarily the definition how it works, of intern but, changed yeah, yeah. at some point or something. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a learning experience, right? You, you're going to mm-hmm. learn things for free. Yeah. Um, marketable skills, you know, that you could then take and go do something else with it if you wanted to. I wouldn't care, you know, but if you wanted to be a part of the show and, and helping out on the technical side of things and helping out with learning how to do show notes and audio editing and video editing and, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff, um, let me know. Shoot me an email. AskRSB at gmail.com. Yeah, thank you all for all your support. Even just sharing the show is greatly helpful. Really, yep. thank you. All right, I don't know what we're doing for Sunday's show, but we'll probably figure it out later today or tomorrow. Yeah, we'll probably, yeah. I don't know, probably tomorrow, maybe like right after the AMA or something. Okay. If you're, if you're up I, for it. I'm, I think I'm fairly flexible. Tomorrow. There's lots to do, but I can flex when to do it. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking forward to seeing everybody that can join us. Uh, we it's fun. We often get our uh, European uh, patrons, although some of them stay up really late, even when we do a weeknight, uh, which is amazing to me. That's hardcore. I love that. But that's uh, you know, people are really want to get together live and interact in person, like we do on the Zoom. That's that's kind of cool. This is very cool. We've had such a great time getting to know one of you, and all of you actually, except for wait, no, not except for no, everybody. Teasing, totally teasing. All right, anything else before we wrap it up here now? I don't think so. Uh, let me take a quick look. We can do a quick preview of what's coming up uh, this coming week. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, AMA tomorrow. And then uh, we have got Ernest. We're going to try Ernest Ramirez again on Monday. That didn't work out the first time we were supposed right. to have him on. Yeah, and he lost um, his son, Ernesto. Correct. Uh, that's what we want to talk about. Yeah. We have a Dr. Elizabeth Lee Vliet. Vliet. Vliet? Is that what that yeah, is? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, in the first hour. Then on, uh, let's see. Oh, look. Rose Marshall has been rescheduled for Tuesday. Okay. So we will get her on. I think she'll do it this time. I got an email from her. It was about was... her husband that's in jail because he dared to speak about quote unquote COVID cures that were natural. Yep. And yeah. then we have a Mark, Mark Zhao. Yeah. Or Mike Zhao on uh, second hour. Cardio Miracle webinar on Tuesday. I will be sending an email out. It'll probably You'll probably get it tomorrow morning in your uh, uh, in your inbox mm-hmm. about the Cardio Miracle webinar. Um, if, you, if you don't want to wait for that and you want to get signed up right now, you can just go over to the website uh, on the homepage, upper right-hand corner. It's also in the upcoming events. And you can get registered for that with John Hewlett. That's going to be so cool. Mm-hmm. Then on Wednesday, hour one, Dr. Jeff Pilot will be on to teach us how to fly airplanes. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh, Di- uh, Dana Stevens will be on on Thursday. And then Juliana Grimes 
from Givaderm. Oh, yeah, there was a story. I met her at the uh, Nurse Freedom Network event in Nashville, outside of Nashville. Okay. With Kimberly Overton. And she had an interesting story about why she got into what she did. I wanted to share her story. And I'll ask her to come back on to share a story. So we'll learn a little bit about that. That has something to do with skin? Yeah, skin health. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, look, it's it, there. These are kind of like these hometown healer stories I like. Sure. Where we're just spotlighting somebody who had Dude, it. Dude, I love it. Yeah, I think they're really cool. Had an experience and would share it yeah. and has benefited herself and others. So that's cool. So, again, thanks for being here. Thanks for uh, sharing the show. Look forward to seeing all y'all that can make it to the AMA tomorrow. And then back on Sunday, our GCN radio broadcast and then live Monday with you right here on the video feed at robertscatbell.com slash listen and or the social media networks that we haven't been banned on yet. We're working on it. We just haven't been banned on anything new. Yeah, we're trying. We'll let you know. So for now, we're holding course, (laughs) holding steady. All right, guys. Thanks for uh, making it a great week. And we will be back on Sunday with something. Mm -hmm. Probably just us. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you guys at the AMA. If you want to be a part of the AMA, you got less than 24 hours to go here. You can join Patreon. Uh, just click on the banner at the website, and hopefully we'll see you there. Okay. Laters, taters. Bye.